it's an argument opening up a clear advantage in the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. An argument by a... Hi, everybody, and a very warm welcome to champ.ie. You know, when I was a little lad, one of the things I was taught was remember the Ides of March. Not my words, the words of Mark Anthony. But we are all looking so much forward, aren't we, to the Ides of March. March the 15th and the start of Cheltenham 2022. Lots coming up in the programme. Some special guests headed by two of Ireland's top draw jockeys, Danny Mullins and Brian Cooper. They'll be along with their thoughts a little bit later. And I've got three wise men who are going to try and uh, find you a few winners. And we may also, fingers crossed, have a special guest joining us as a tipster, not as a guest. Now, uh, of these, let's start. What do I do first? Do I put age before beauty or what? Um, I don't know. How do you describe these three? All I can say is that never in the field of tipping have so many relied on so few for so little. Um, let's start by introducing Champ.ie co-founder Barry Doyle, um, who is not very happy. He's still got some hair on, but uh, he's every time he looks at what price inversion is for the uh, champion chase, he seems to lose a load. Delighted to welcome back young rising star, up and coming, Davey Boland, and also the man from Batters Town. And let's hope he's going more to town than to Batters by the end of the night. Mr. Tommy Coyle, ladies and gentlemen, and bang on cue. I hope and I think we have a, a very special guest, a man last seen at the Dublin Racing Festival. Uh, but a man who I believe did safely get home and has been out and about since. Uh, he's going to join us for the first part of the programme. Please welcome the racing blogger, better known as Stephen Power. And what he has to say, I am sure we will be hanging on his every word. <laughs> three horses in the same race. We're going to go straight in. What we're going to do, don't forget at the end of it, there will be a five cast. There'll be a competition five cast. And I'm going to invite the lads also to put in a selection for a five cast that we hope will raise a few quid for the Irish Injured Jockeys Fund as well. But we start with race one because it is one of the big races of the entire week. It is the Skybet Supreme uh, Novice Hurdle, a classic Anglo-Irish showdown. Uh, probably uh, Sir Gerard and Dysart Dynamo leading the way for the Irish. Constitution Hill and John Bond leading the way for the English Let's start with some form sense. Davey Boland, have first go at this one. Um, I think whichever race uh, Sir Gerhard runs in, I think he'll win. I think he's my banker of the week. Uh, very fond of the horse. Um, obviously, winning the champion bumper last year, um, maiden hurdle. He was he, he he did what he had to do. But I thought in Dublin Racing Festival, he was very impressive. Um. I don't think the trip will bother him, uh, whether it's two mile or two five. Um, I know there's a lot of people saying, oh, he'll run in this, he'll run in that. Nobody knows. Um, there's only one man that knows, and that's William Mullins. Um, look, the best of the English horses, Constitution Hill. He's probably beaten nothing um, to now, but I suppose that's all he can do is beat them the way he's beaten them. Dicer Diamond has been very impressive. He was in Punchestown, but um, if Sir Gerhard goes here, He's the one for me. 
got to say as well, I was at Nicky Henderson's last week and he got out Constitution Hill and John Bon and he stood between them. He said, one is the most laid back horse I've ever had and the other is anything but. It's uh, sounded like me and the mother-in-law. They're two horses that are so different. Um, Tommy, if you could train one in this, what would you want to be training? Um, I suppose uh, Davey's probably right, Sir Gerhard. Um, just because he's so versatile, he can probably go for both trips as well. Um, I, I, I like Jambon, Jambon for some reason. It's just that line, um, Colonel Mustard puts a line through both Sir, Ger Sir Gerhard and Jambon. Um, all right, it was a farcical race when, when Lorna's horse went over to England, but Jambon couldn't have done it much easier. He'd done it easy again since. Um, I think this race probably might suit him a bit better because obviously there's going to be a lot more pace. He'll have time to settle in through it. Um, I think kind of looking at, at the betting, he's probably the value at nine to two for each way for each way go. But um, I think Davy's right though. Um, Sir Gerhard, he was very good in Leopardstown. Um, he's uh, he's got course form, obviously being champion bumper winner. Um, so look, as you're right, Willie holds the aces really in this. So. Um, It'll be interesting to see. Constitution Hill is another good horse. Um, I've seen the piece of work he'd done the other day. Um, we'd done it with Epitant and they just gave him an inch of rain and the horse took off. So he's obviously welling himself heading towards the, the festival. So look, as you said, Mike, it's probably going to be, could be the race of the week. Um, but I, I just, I, I have a little inkling, John, there's a bit more to come from John Bond. Well, every time I hear the word nailed Colonel Mustard, I expect it to be followed with, with the with the spanner in the lounge. Those of us that remember that wonderful game. Uh, good evening, Mr. Blogger, sir. How very nice to see you looking young, fit and handsome. What do I need to go to Specsavers? Um, what do you make of it, Steve? And you are <laughs> muted, so can you unmute yourself? Let's try again. What do you make yeah. of it, Steve? Well, I mean, what a race to kick the uh, kick the Cheltenham Festival off. We've got four horses going to post who all look like world beaters. And um, the buzz is going to be sensational first and foremost. I can't wait to soak up the atmosphere on course. Um, I think John Bond gets more hate than me on social media. Everywhere I go, there are knockers, there are ambassadors, there are people slagging the horse off left, right and centre. And I think that's mainly due to the 570 grand fee that he cost. Um, everything he's done on track, I've been so impressed with him. And seeing John Bond in Constitution Hill down at Nicky Henderson's, you know, Constitution Hill was a small looking horse. John Bond was a big, gross looking chaser in the making. And it wouldn't surprise me if he were to turn up here and jump the last and power to the line to win. But I do think the horse to beat is Sir Gerard for Willie Mullins. I think he's got the race covered. I was so impressed with him at Leopardstown. He's not come off the bridle. Champion bump winner. Willie knows what it takes to win this, having the likes of uh, the late Duvan and obviously Vator, the late Vator as well. Um, I think Sir Gerard's the one to beat, but I think John Bond's going to lay it down to him. People keep on writing him off and he keeps on delivering. And I just described him the other day as an ordinary racehorse with noughts on the end. Um, and he's an ordinary human you. being without noughts on the end. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, blogger. Cheers. Cheers, um, yeah, I, I I suppose they, there was only eight runners in this last year, wasn't there? So I reckon it could be a small field again. Um, less than one of the stats. I'm not I'm not mad for the stats, but I did look up some of them, and um, less than three starts over hurdles would be a negative for both maybe Constitution Hill and Dysart Dynamo. There's been no winner since um, 08. Um, I suppose that hasn't had at least three starts. So experience may be a worry for one or two of them. Um, 
one that I like in this, and, and sorry, just, just a bit of feedback coming. I'm going to mute you again, blogger. Um, one, one horse that I like, and I know Davey liked him early on in the season, Mighty Potter. Um, he's a do double figure price. He's a grade one winner, and I can't for the life of me see why he is a double figure price. Um, he's the one I like in here each way. Um, if you know, if we do, if we do get the eight runners, um, I, I like what Gordon's done with him. He's given him a good, I suppose, break since Christmas, um, and a strong run two miles um, for. I suppose I, I think this horse is an absolute beast. I saw him at Fairy House, um, and I can see this horse staying on better than anything. I, I, I reckon he devours the hill. Um, as I said, I'd worry about experience, but one or two of them. John Bon, um, of the the shorter price horses, I do like John Bon. Uh, the ground at Haydock was was desperate. Um, and you know, he's the one horse, um, out of the likes of Constitution Hill, um, out of your, I suppose, your Sir Gerhards, your, your Dice Art Dynamos. He's the one horse this season, um, that has come off the bridle. Um, and I was impressed with how we, how, how we found at Haydock. Um, plenty were underwhelmed, but, um, for me, at the prices, um, I can't see Mighty Potter out of the tree. Um, uh, I think he will stay up the hill well. Um, and the faster they go, the better it'll suit him, Mike. That's my selection. Mighty Potter each way. Okay, well, let's potter on straight away to the next on the card, which is the Sporting Art Arcor. Um, there's no pressure on Edward Stone here, is there? I mean, he's four from four, and he's the only Brit against a, a battalion of the Irish. Interesting comments from Jack Kennedy about how excited he is at the prospect of riding this uh, Rivia to tell him it goes there. Um, Mr. Blogger, sir, are you an Edward Stone fan? It'd be nice to see Alan King in the winner's enclosure on day one. Um, because I suspect he's not even very hoping if he was going to have to wait today for his first win. Is, is this Brit up to it? No, he's going to get rolled over and he's going to get rolled over by the mare in scintillating style. She's going to power up the hill. A Martelline, Jack Kennedy in the saddle, ploughing away. She's going to win by three or four lengths. This is the each way bet at a meeting and I actually can't see her being beat. Um, the Fernie Hollow form line at Leopardstown is very strong. We all know she should have won last time out at the Dublin Racing Festival where she walked through the last. She suffered a bit of interference. She still managed to battle back. Uh, it was a travesty. She was beaten that day. I left Ireland a few euros down due to it. But I'll be reclaiming that in the Arkle chase. She will win. It's good to see you. a man in demand even for that. Is that somebody trying to take you on, I wonder? Um, Barry... Uh... Is the uh, you have a similar mind on this? It's uh, wide open, Arkle, isn't it? Wide open. Um, again, I reckon we, we could have a, a small field again in here. Uh, plenty of pace on, but the five year old angle, obviously, Hot and Calor, Saint Sam, and Riviera to tell. There will be pace on. I think it could set it up for a closer in Blue Lord. I can't see how um, she reverses the form. Um, there is one at a big price. Uh, that I like, double-figure price, that's Magic Days. Um, she impressed me on her second start at Cork. I was disappointed she got beaten. Um, it was bad ground. She got beaten by Concertista um, on her third start over fences. Um, she has had a long break. She looks well in the little spa pool of Henry de Bromheads there recently on a stable tour. I think uh, she could represent maybe a bit of each-way value um, for, 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 I suppose, those looking for um, one at a bigger sort of a price. But again, I'd just be watching. I wouldn't be playing each way just yet because we don't know how many runners you're going to get. Um, so I, I just watch that space. But for me, Blue Lord wins 11 to 4 seems value. From Blue Lord fan to a what fan? Um, Davey? Uh, I'll keep it simple. I won't delay. 100% uh, agree with Stephen. 
the mare is going to win. I think the faster they go, the more it's going to suit her. Um, yeah, she's for me and St. Sam each way. I think the, the good gallop that they'll go, he'll stay on late on and be placed. But uh, I, I, I think the mare will be... Uh, I know she has to turn the form and, and she's a little bit, a couple of pounds less off than she was at Leopardstown, but uh, she's for me. Uh, and Mr. Coyle, people have asked you this in all sorts of different contexts. Do you fancy the mayor? Yeah, we're we're definitely going to get her beat by the sounds of it because we're all picking her. Yeah, look, I think I think it's going to be a rematch from Leopardstown. Um, I think Blue Lord and River to Tell are going to be the main two in it. I just think I do I do agree with Stephen. She probably deserved to win in Leopardstown, but I think the track is probably going to suit her a bit more coming back up that hill. Um, so look, yeah, I'll keep it simple. She she's for me as well. I think she'll win. That's brilliant. We move straight on then to the big race on day one. Uh, and this is the Unibet champion. Honeysuckle comes back for more. Appreciate it. Epitant. But um, let's go straight in on this one. Um, Tommy, have first innings on it. I can't, believe, mayor, I, I can't believe you didn't go to the blogger about Honeysuckle first. I actually no, no, I'm, I'm waiting because I'm, I'm sure he needs time to consider how strong he's going to be on this. Um, <laughs> because I was going to ask a trainer the question of, do you think he, she'd win this at level weights? Because the, the inevitably, yeah. after yeah. the race, if she's gone and won again, the old seven pound allowance business is going to raise his ugly head, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I even with the seven pound, I, I can't see it. Willie's is the only. The only danger, but he's such an unknown, having not run. Um, look, she's tried, she's tested, she's she's as good as you can get, really. Um, I can't see Anathan going down. I think I do think Zan here could could sneak a place. Um, he's I see twenty to one flashing on the screen here. You know he's going to stay up that hill. Um, it, look, it's probably going to be an ordinary champion hurdle bar honeysuckle, but uh, look, she's going to take all the beating. But I. I'd have a little bit each way, maybe on Zan here, maybe to fill out one of the places. And so there are a couple of unexposed. Appreciate it. Obviously, not having had a run. And Tia Poo, who was quite impressive last time. Davy, um, honeysuckle for you? Yeah, absolutely, Mike. You know, um, what Tom, you said about the seven pounds or what you mentioned, do you know what it kind of reminds me of? Or reminds me of the, obviously, I'm a proud dub, but the thing you're hearing for the last few years of, oh, fucking split doubling up in two, you know, they're, they're only going to keep winning, do north and south and all this bullshit, right? You may add now, a few now. Desi Farrell... <laughs> yeah, right? Now Desi Farrell's taken over, a few players have left, right? Now we need help. We're no good now. And what's going to happen in two or three years is everybody's going to say split Limerick up, you know? JP McManus's money, too much money. It's... And it's like this with the weights. Um, before Honeysuckle, oh, the mares need the seven pound. They need the seven pound. And just because a real special one comes along, then they're saying, oh, fucking get rid of the seven pound. It's the biggest load of shite. Um, men don't take women on in sport. And it's the same with animals. That's the way it is. They, she deserves the seven pounds. And with or without it, she'll win. It's obviously very fascinating to see uh, what Appreciate It will do. One man can do it. It is Willie, but still, even if he's had a couple of runs this season, I don't think he's good enough to beat the mayor. And must make sure the mother-in-law doesn't watch this. This men can't take on women in sport. I'm going to get myself into terrible trouble. Going to save the blogger till last on on the great honeysuckle. And um, Barry, in brief, 
uh, honeysuckle or no honeysuckle for you? And what uh, if she does win? What follows her home? I like the way you said in brief. I made that long all the time <laughs> with my answers. Um, Some of your sentences have been longer than Judge Jeffries through the years. Yeah. <laughs> Um, a little quick stat. I've been looking up the stats, uh, Mike Vince. Uh, 1927, um, since it was the last time a horse won the champion hurdle, having, I suppose, without having a run that season. So it's a, a mighty task for appreciated. Uh, he's a filthy each way uh, bet at, at 72. I've backed him at bigger prices. Um, he was magic in the Supreme last year. She's faced nothing um, to his, his level um, last year. And I, I would be saying that, you know, he's he's obviously, the vibes are good. Um, she's going to be tough to beat, but I can't see how he's he, he's out of the tree. Um, he's going here. Willie Mullins has, has done it before with the likes of, obviously, Quivega, um, as Davey said. And, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting runner. I, I didn't expect it at the start of the year, um, but I think it's between the two, and and, and I'll back him each way. Uh, is, a, is a filthy each way bet on, on appreciate it. There you go. Quivega did it again. And again, and again, and again. Um, uh, come on, then. The floor is all yours, Mr. Blogger, on the subject of honeysuckle. Where you go? Well, first of all, I think Davey has just um, Davey spelt it out fantastically well there with the mayor's allowance. You know, women don't take men off equal weights, and um, anyone who says mayors shouldn't be receiving an allowance is talking absolute waffle. So uh, let's move on from that. Uh, Honeysuckle will turn up and Honeysuckle will win. It's as simple as that. She's the best horse in the race, regardless of the weight. She's sensational. And every year, I love the way Henry de Bromhead really trains this mare. He trains her to peak in March. Her peak performances have been at the festival. You look back to when she beat Benny de Jur. You look back to when she won the champion hurdle last year. And let's not forget, she was backed in from 15 to 8 to 11 to 10 last year in a grade one. It takes serious money to move a horse on the exchange in a grade one. There's nothing in the race to beat her. I think appreciate it needs heavy or soft ground to get anywhere near her. She will turn up and she will do what she always does. And that's win. Stick her in every double, every treble and every actor you have going because Honeysuckle will not get beat. She's a certainty. And that's where you heard it. Thanks, lads. That is day one done. Um, unless very briefly, you've anything else you want to throw in the mix, but can we keep this brief so we can move on? Anything else on day one? Um, in, in the Boodles, um, Gaelic Warrior, Willie Mullins is, um, is being well talked about. Um, Willie got him from France and entered him in England first, so he'd get a handy mark, handicap mark there um, and had to be revised then when he came back to Ireland. Uh, he hasn't ran for Willie in Ireland but supposedly his work at home is meant to be devastating and he's very well very very well fancied in uh, the boodles okay I, that's I, today I, just have, I just have one more quick one just for the boodles and in each way pink um uh, dr brownberg has changed from our good friend brendan duke to martin brazel uh, if you just look at his form he's behind the likes of Fildor and icar allen um i'd say he could be well handicapped off that and you could imagine martin brazel might just eke out a little bit more improvement in him. Um, he was a big purchase by the Mulrines, so they might get some of their money back here. So uh, he's just one to watch. He's around 20 to 1. Mike, at chat, chat, chat. Before you go ahead, I have a couple to fire into the mix. Uh, yeah. Ultima. The Brits have a, a, a brilliant record in the Ultima. And I like two in here, both English trained. Uh, one being Korak Rambler, Lacinda Russell. 
Um, done himself a massive favour, I'd say, Mike Vince, by coming down into Reynoldston. He's preserved his mark of 140 um, and was absolutely laughing at them at the same course and distance at Cheltenham, coming down the hill. Um, he's a kind of a quirky sort of a horse. He needs to be held up, um, but one at Cheltenham in December, um, which is a, a big tick, um, I suppose, going to the Ultima. 140, he'll be down near the bottom of the weights. So I think he's a huge chance, uh, 12 to 1 each way. Uh, and the other one I like in there is, I'm warming to now, he has entries in the Kim Muir, uh, is Tom George's Come On Teddy, third into pretense last year. Um, will he just squeak, w- sorry, will he sneak in off 137 um, in the Ultima? He's won, um, has had three very interesting runs over fences, has one over fences and, and two uh, runs to back that up that I've, I've, I found interesting. Uh, ran fifth behind Laham Press at Cheltenham over two and a half miles, stepped up in trip. Uh, and I think that's the key to this horse. Um, he's only an eight-year-old um, and, and he's plenty of upside. That's come on, Teddy. Uh, another British trained horse in the Boodles and the Irish have a big record in this race. Um, and I, I suppose I heard this comment there, I will just say this, about a lot of the Irish horses, particularly in the handicaps, you know, are, are going to, you know, chances are they're going to be very much over bet. Like Davy's talk with Gaelic Warrior, in I don't care how good his work is at home, um, five to two in, in a boodles. But how many more, how many runners are you going to have in a boodles? Uh, for me, I'd rather take something like Saint Seagal, uh, 126 rated, might just sneak in again at the bottom of the weights. Um, three runs uh, for Jane Williams, um, who's who's done well with her juveniles. To be fair, so twelve to one. Um, he's one I've liked for a while, and I don't see how Run Wild Fred gets beaten in the National Hunt Chase. Uh, I think he's banker material on day one. Uh, just still 11 to 4 available. That is a mad price. I don't know how this horse um, is, is is bigger than the likes of 2 to 1. I think there's value in that. Uh, Run Wild Fred has an ideal profile for the rest. Okay, that is day one complete. Um, and we move straight on to, to day two. Um, and, of course, this has got a, a centrepiece race that is really potentially something very special. Um, the Ballymore uh, Bally starts us off. We're talking about one that's gone to Martin Basel will carry the Ballymore colours on day one. What wins the Ballymore on day two? Um, Barry? You came to the wrong man on the Ballymore, Mike, because it's the one race of the whole festival, especially in the novice races, that I've absolutely no opinion on. The one thing I would say, Nichols has never won the race. Uh, stage star. Um, the last, I suppose, the last 12 winners um, of the race have... Um, won a bumper at some stage. So the bumpers, Ronald Groom isn't on the show tonight. He hates bumpers, but it tends to be a good pointer. Um, you know, good bumper horses tend to go on, run well in the Ballymore. So walking on air, maybe a negative for him. I've no opinion. I'd like to see Sir Gerhard run here. I know all the money's come from in the Supreme um, on the exchanges. You know, he's, he's been a big, um, he's, he's come for a lot of money on the exchanges in the last day or so. I'd like to see him run here. Uh, Jinto and Journey With Me both look stairs. And I think if they're to, if either of those are to win the race, and they're going to have to make it a real strong pace in front, because if you do get the likes of a, I suppose a, a Dysart Dynamo in particular, or or a Sir Gerhard, um, you know, to me they're going to have to make it a real stamina test. One I did like, and if he did line up in here, I could see him running a huge race. I spoke to Danny; he seemed to, to tend to be leaning maybe towards the Albert Bartlett. Um, some interesting comments both sides of the coin, but Manella Cocooner. Um, won the first race at the Dublin Racing Festival. Jumps very well. And I think if he did run in this race, um, he could maybe be a lively outsider. Um, that's if he turned up. Sir Gerhard goes in here. I think he wins it. Uh, but I have no opinion. And I probably won't have a bet. 
Because that's all we need is the commentator's nightmare because we all had to deal with it in Dublin when Manella Kakuna and Manella Kruna took each other on and finished first and second. Didn't sleep for hours tonight, uh, the week before. Um, let's go next. Who, should I, who fancies this? TC, Tommy Coyle. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's very hard. As you said, we don't know what's going on. But I, I like Jinto. Um, look, we know he's probably going to go for this race as well as he's done most of his run over two and a half miles. He beat a good horse in Grand Jury the last time in, in Nace. Um, he stuck it out well. Yeah, I do agree with Barry. It's going to have to be a test of stamina for that. But he's a good, decent horse. He only has the one the one blip in his copybook, and that was by uh, What Do You Want, Obamon Ryan's. Um, but for me, at this stage, when the betting's like that, when you're nearly certain that this horse will, this looks like his trip, um, he could be the bet now. Um, yeah, as I said, it's very hard to know what's going where but uh I, I do like Jinto. I think he's gonna be some chaser in the making, but uh he he he'll he'll hold his own in this in this in this field. Mr. Blogger, sir, you were in the Dublin Racing Festival. I'm sure you were here close to this is almost far too difficult, hasn't it? Until such time as we know what's gonna turn up. Yeah, absolutely. Jockey bookings, who's gonna turn up and you know, even more importantly, what is the official going actually going to be at Cheltenham? Because that's that's really where, you know, if you're going to have a big bet, you're going to be backing on soft ground or good to soft. It's going to make a huge difference. Um, my, my two angles on this will be walking on air and I am Maximus Minicky Henderson, who I think is the second greatest trainer in history of winners at Cheltenham. I think both of the horses are very talented. I am Maximus is still a big baby at the age of six. Obviously, Bings uh, brings the Hillcrest form into the race. Um, and walking on air every now and again you see a performance from a novice and you just sit back and go wow that was flawless and his performance at Newbury beating Gary Moore's he could be the one was unbelievable that day and I know a few people who work down at uh, in Lambourne at Nicky's and they've all said to me this horse is special so if he does line up walking on air at nine to one I think he could potentially be a bit faster than some of the Irish horses especially on good soft ground and uh, I think it could be a stonking each way but okay Davey I really like, obviously, again, I go back to what I said uh, when we started. It all depends on Sir Gerhardt. Um, if he goes here, he wins. But if he goes to the Supreme, which we think he will, I really like Journey with me. Um, he looks like a horse that's just going to keep improving. And I like to see him in this race. Um, I'm not saying that he is a Bob Ollinger, but he's that sort of type. You know, he keeps improving, keeps getting better. He'll stay. the go, go, gallop. Everything will suit him. And uh, he'd be the one for me. So we move on to the Brown Advisory, which to remind those who, uh, like me, have to check the race titles every time. This is the three-mile novice chase. Let's just remind everybody of that. Um, I'm just back from uh, Nichols's earlier today. Uh, I've got to say the horse does a million dollars, Brave Man's Game. He's four from four. Uh, but Blogger, is he good enough? You're mute. You're on mute. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's definitely good enough. He costs 370 grand for a reason. Like you said, he's a hell of a specimen. And one thing's for sure, since he's gone over fences, the horse is, what, £15 better straight away. He's one of the best novice jumpers we've seen this year. Um, you know, he's a phenomenal horse, but he's taking on a serious one potentially in Willie's Gallop in the Champs. So, you know, is Galloping the Champs going to line up again? We don't know at this stage. The exchange is hinting that he is because Bob Ollinger's gone from 2-1 to one into 11-10 to 10, uh, and that money wouldn't be coming for him. 
if the people in the know didn't know where Gallopin was going. Um, so that I think if the two of them line up together, who's the most likeliest winner? In my opinion, I think Gallopin the Champs is just that bit classier. But it's a hell of a race. Uh, I'm not a fan of Venetia Williams' horse. I've been stressing this all week, Lahon Press. I don't think he's beaten a good horse yet. I think he's been flattered to win the races he's won. And when he won the Silly Isles Novice Chase at Sandown last time, picked Dory choked. The form's not worth the paper it's written on. That would be a place lay for me. But I think Willie's got this lined up with Gallop in the Champs. I think it's pretty special. Yeah, it's a great one in name only, that Silly Isles, isn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. What about you, Barry? Um, this Galloping, of course, whatever wins the Martin Pipe is a handicapper in name only because, of course, uh, they've won it in the past with horses that have gone to be placed in the Gold Cup. Um, and I know it's a horse you've, you've looked at closely since he won last March. You're muted now as well. Everybody's lost for words tonight. Try again. I said the exchange is probably just as well I was mute because the exchanges have gone bonkers in, in the last, you know, what, 24 hours. Allegory Devassi and Urgemina Gallop and Deschamps. I backed him for the Turners at a big price, uh, anti-post, um, after, the, after, after the festival last March. And... I don't know. Listening, listening, listen to connections and, and all the interviews that, you know, they seem to be hinting that he is going for the two and a half mile um, race. And then obviously uh, for me, I, I think he'll go for the Turners. Um, this horse, uh, I know we're previewing the, 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 the Brown advisory here, but when we're on the subject of Gallop and the Champ, he is, he does his, to me, he's the way he, he traveled through the first mile of the race at Leopardstown at Dublin Racing Festival. He was quite keen in the race. Um, his jumping is his biggest asset. I don't know why on earth they would run him here. Um, surely they'd have learned from Malaho, um, who would have been banker material if he went to two and a half. Um, and when they stepped him up in trip, he was just maybe too free. Um, I could see if, if Gallop and Deschamps goes in here, I'd be afraid of that, the same thing happening. Um, and I think, you know, his strengths are, are, are at the, I suppose, the intermediate distance, um, certainly for this season anyway. Uh, the one I do like in here, and I was just hoping that he would run, uh, because connections were, were were talking about maybe potentially missing Cheltenham um, with him, but a high senior is a horse um, that I absolutely love. Um, on hurdles form, um, you know it, it's better than Brave Man's Game. Arguably, what he he beat him at entry, uh, Brave Man's Game. It mightn't have been the real Brave Man's Game that we saw at entry. Um, Brave Man's Game is jumping, is electric. I get that, uh, but I think a high senior the track at Cheltenham. I know it's going left-handed. I know he shows tendencies to jump out to his right, but I still think the track at um, Cheltenham may, cut, may play more into his strengths. Um, he, he represents, I think, a bit of value here at uh, at 5-1 to one best price. Um, Capadano is also a horse that I did like. I suppose it would be a negative the way he jumped last time uh, and Willie reported, um, I suppose, bruising or, or, or a shoulder injury um, after his fall last time. So Willie have got over that. And there are two horses I like. I will side with a high senior, regardless whether Gallop and Deschamps runs in here. I think he's a model for the two and a half race, and I hope that's the way to go. Uh, David Bellin, this is the problem with this race, isn't it? There are several horses going into it who are four from four, three from three, and have, they've done everything right to the extent they've beaten what's been put in front of them. But we just don't know how good they actually are, do we? No. Um, I'm going to review this race as... What I, where I think Gallop and the Champs going to go, and that's the Turners. Um, I don't see Willie running them in this simply because when you watch the way Paul rides the horse, um, he's a very good jumper. He is keen. It just makes sense. Go with Gallop and the Turners. Himself and Bob Ollinger fight it out. Um, we'll get to that, I'm sure. Um, we 
We all like to see a good horse. There's nothing better than watching good horses, but I'll tell you one thing, I love watching Brave Man's game jumping. He's absolutely, he's just magic. Absolutely magic. Um, such a better, as Stephen said, he's such a better horse over a fence than he is over a hurdle. And he was a good hurdler. You've got to remember, like, he probably bottomed out when he got to Aintree, but, like, what Bob Bollinger did in Cheltenham last year was devastating, you know? Um, we haven't seen that. Like, that head cam... When you're watching Rachel taking a pull going by him, like that that was that was scary that was. Um he, he's just just a ridiculously good horse. But I think Brave Man's game will win this. I think Barry's off his rocker thinking that um your man will turn the form with uh, off Kempton. Um, he first time right hand as well. So geez, no, just confirming what right hand uh, about like, Mr. Doyle. Um are you gonna agree like, uh, about the the state of Mr Mr. Doyle's mind, Mr. Coyle? That took some say. Yeah, I actually couldn't wait to have a go with him. And, and Davey just kind of got in. I think he's been on the vino from early this morning. Uh, Barry thinking that uh, Lucinda Russell's horse can change, turn around the form of Brave Man's game. Not a chance. Um, no, look, he, he, he jumped so well. Um, as you said, I can't see Gallup and Deschamps going for this race either. Um, so it's Brave Man's game to lose. I do... The only thing I have to agree with him then, I do kind of like Capadano as a as an alternative. Uh, I think the step up to three mile will help him. He he won he won his beginners nicely and he gave Bob when Bob Ollinger was electric in Punchestown, he was with him going down to the last. So he has good form against a good horse there. Um a bit of a blip in Leperstown the last day, but you've got to remember them two fences going away from the stands in Leperstown catch out so many horses. You're running away from the stands and, and slightly downhill and they do catch out a novice. Um, especially them two fences. They're probably the, the two hardest fences to jump around Leperstown, which is usually a, a good flat track, but it does catch out a novice. And just the first one going down the hill caught Mouth um, didn't give Mark much of a chance. But um, I do like him on the step up and trip. I think he can ride him a little bit more patiently and uh, get him into a, into a routine. So I think he's the each way option, but I can see the Nichols horse winning this. Well, we've got uh, Danny Mullins coming soon talking about his rides, but obviously, before we do that, we must talk about one of, surely, the races of the week and probably of several weeks, um, because uh, before we talk about what's going to win, uh, the prospect of this lot lining up for the Betway Queen Mother is going to pack the stands when you think that you've got Shishkin, the versus Energimin, you've got Chacon Poussois, and you've got past winners in Politologue and put the kettle on, who may well both go off at double-figure prices, which is almost unheard of. Barry, I thought you'd have a black armband on with the news that Energimin <laughs> is drifting, uh, is drifting uh, out in the uh, on the exchanges ahead of this. Um, but blogger, I know you've got to, to disappear shortly, so I'm very much interested in knowing what you've got. Uh, your thoughts are on this because if you just wanted to go and watch a, a horse race, and, and as I said before, you start thinking about what you're going to bet, you won't better this if they all turn up, will you? First off. This will not be beaten. This will not be beaten. There you have, I've muted him. I can't listen to that. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, did you actually pass your singing grade eight? <laughs> well, well, when the Adam's apple popped out, it all went to hell. <laughs> uh, first foremost, for anyone. My, my finger was under a move button there, but go on. <laughs> for anyone who's ever, never been to a horse race this certainly would be my one of the ones to go to because on paper it looks incredible unfortunately the race is in tatters it judging by the exchange energy means out to nine to one doesn't look like he's going to line up to me but we still have 
Shacken Poursois. There's two versions of this horse, as we all know. There's the Irish Shacken and there's the English Shacken. The English Shacken is a 150 handicapper. The Irish Shacken is a 170 horse. Shishkin won't be beaten. Left-handed. It's his to lose. This is the banker of the meeting. With Look at how we're here. He's gone. I've ejected He's him. Gone. <laughs> You've thrown him out? <laughs> yeah. Or was he one of his own accord? I sure mean, power by name and Doyle's fingers <laughs> by nature. Did, did you really Lads, just how can we throw him out? out? Here he is. He's He's Barry, behave yourself. Behave yourself. That's, that's the fact it's drifting. Is he's, he, anyway, let's move on. Um, and Spoiled talk baby, to, is Stephen. Let's get a voice of, the voice of sanity on this. <laughs> I'm not even going to let Doyle <laughs> talk about it. I'm just, you know, because I could almost write his script now. Um, let's get some sanity and turn to the wonderful and uh, always very sane and sensible Mr. David Boland. Um, this really is... Oh. Even if it turns out to be Shackon and not an urgent, <sighs> this is a great horse race for a, a horse racing purist. Again, I just reiterate what Stephen said. Like, if you haven't been horse racing, obviously Cheltenham's the best place to go, but this is some race, you know, they'll just go helter skelter, proper rattle, um, real good horses jumping at speeds, but uh, Shishkin wins. Um, I like. I, I have a pain in my head banging on to Barry that Shishkin's just better than Neurogamine, and that's just the way it is. I honestly think if Shishkin stepped up in trip, he'd win the Ryanair. And, you know, I, I won't say I can go, as, go further, but I just say any trip this, this, this horse can win. Um, he has everything. Jumps, pace, he settles as well, which is very important. And, and the man on his back obviously knows him very well. And uh, it's a great partnership. Shishkin will win. And are we ganging up on Doyle? Um, Thomas, are you uh, a Shishkin <laughs> fan? Are you muted yourself now? This is yeah. infectious. This nothing new there. We're all ganging up on the Carlo man. Um, yeah, look, he wins as as Stephen says. There's too many too many questions about other horses. Shakan will will he produce what he can do? Obviously, an urgent name as the as the he's drifting out. Um, what I think, though, it's great that the champion chase is coming back to what it was, as in Moscow Flyers a few years ago. Like, no, no disrespect to put the kettle on. She won. She beat Newbury Negra. And if you look at them in the betting, they're, they're a good bit down the list this time, which is putting a bit more spice back in. Because as we do know, two mile chaser flat out is as good as we can see, um, especially if you have the like of Shaq on, on a good go and they play, fighting against Shishkin and even put an urgent name in there for, for the mix. Um, it would be a great race. Um, but uh, as you've said, there's too many questions about Willie's too. So, like, he probably is a he is probably a great bet at even at slight odds on Shishkin. He he does nothing wrong. He jumps great. Nico knows him. Um, he, when he hits that flat spot, he seems to pick him up. And that race, the last day in Ascot, was what what's racing's all about. And watching the blogger have a good roar on the sideline even makes it a little bit better. But um. Look, yeah, he he's the, he's the class over over that side of the pond, so uh, you'd have to stick with him. Okay, uh, you you pay a ten p fine for every time you mention the word inertia. I mean, away you go. I sure, look, I just hope he's okay. The exchanges are going wild, so um, 
Yeah, if if he doesn't run, the blogger will be shouting because I, I I look, I, I think they're the best two in the race. The whole check and poor swat talk, you know, if if an urge for me, he's, he's a better horse than well, an urge, I mean, um, is is a better horse than check and poor Although we we don't really know how he'll handle Cheltenham, that is the one unknown. Um, but um. I could see him being better on better ground. Just the way he races in urge, I mean, hopefully Ever- Everton's all right. Uh, and hopefully it's just uh, um, one of those mad things that we're seeing on, on the exchanges over the last couple of days. Look, it doesn't look good. Um, I have the merchandise ready to go with the hats and the scarves and the headbands and the whole lot. Um, but look, it, it, the, the race at Ascot was unreal. It was an unbelievable race. Um, and probably the best race I can remember. I thought we had it in the bag. And... Uh, yeah, so it wasn't to be, but look, it's um, hopefully they all make it, uh, and that's that's what I will say. Um, and if they do, um, what what's the current price on energy? Mean five to one in around that mark? Is he bigger than that? I, I didn't. I didn't no, look. Nine to two. I see here. Now. Yes. I, I, I could... well, all I would say is those of you that live anywhere near Barry, just keep an eye open on the bridges around the place on Wednesday evening because we might be uh, looking for empty bottles and various other things. Before we before we change, can I just ask, does anybody give Envoy Allen any chance at all? No. No. Anybody else? But I would also, it's fascinating, isn't it? When was the last time, here's one, and I can't answer it. When was the last time a winner of a major Cheltenham grade one, in other words, one of the one of the elite grade ones? Went back to defend her title and, and went and was sent off a double figure price. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It, it is ridiculous. I think you've got to have to. Are you jumping with it? Are you going to have to disappear? Or are you right for a bit, blogger? I'm um, good for another 15 minutes. Fine, okay. Well, hey! we, will move on. We, we will move on because what we're going to do is um, take a pause for all of us uh, halfway through. Don't forget, we're looking for your five as well, a five cast at the end of all this nonsense. But hopefully we might find some agreement in the camp as we move to day three. But first, a man for whom day three, 12 months ago, was a very special one as he rode his first Cheltenham Festival winner. Uh, and he was, of course, a late substitute on Flowering Porter who made all to win the Stayers. It is, of course, the man who's enjoyed so much success in the last 12 months, Danny Mullins. So delighted to welcome back to the Champerty podcast, of course, our Cheltenham Festival preview with Danny Mullins. Danny, great to have you on again. Thanks, yeah, it's great to be on. Uh, that time of the year again, of course. And Danny, things have been going well for you. 33 winners so far this year. That's You've already equaled last year. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been a great year. And um, thankfully, uh, among those 33 winners were, were some big winners. And, you know, that that's what it's all about and, and hopefully we get plenty more numbers before the end of the season and a few nice spring festivals to, to come our way as well. Absolutely. And we were talking about big winners. I suppose cast ourselves back to the Cheltenham Festival last year, Danny. Of course, Flooring Porter. Um there was no crowds there last year. There'll be crowds there this year. He's a he's a horse that likes to get on with things. How, how is he, I suppose, heading into Cheltenham this year? He's good, you know. I, I sat him in Fairy House the other day, and he behaved himself very well. You know, he's the the more racing he seems to get, the better he seems to behave. You know, er, early in the season he can be just that little bit fresh in himself, but the more the more he does, the more confidence you have in him. Yeah, and last season, obviously the stairs hurdle, 
uh, he got his own way of, of, of things out in front. I suppose would that be the, the would, would those type of tactics be in your mind heading into the stairs this year? I'm sure he'd be ridden forward, but you know, lepers down at Christmas, he wasn't in front, and it didn't seem to bother him any time. Paul tried to steady the race up there. I moved upside them to to keep the gas on all the way, and that was clearly evident in the way they all finished. They were strung out like the washing behind us, and classical dream probably took a, a bit longer than was expected to recover from that race. And you know, the fact that. Lauren Porters had that bit of time off. Gavin wanted to stick to the same plan as last year to have that run at Christmas and, and go back to Cheltenham. So, you know, all seems to be coming into line for Cheltenham. Speaking about, I suppose, um, big wins this season, Danny, no no bigger than Tornado Flyer, of course, on uh, St. Stephen's Day at Kenton. King George winner by nine lengths. That must have been a good feeling. Yeah, it was fantastic, you know, to, to win a race like the King George's, you know, a day I'll never forget. Uh, hopefully I can have a crack in the future, win a few more of them. But, you know, Tornado getting across the line in front this year, it was a fantastic day. Yeah, he's a nine-year-old, Danny. Um, and, you know, obviously he spoke with Tory Porter, there lots of experience. This horse has had 12 runs over fences, but um, I, I did notice it was only a second run over three miles. So do you think there could be... Could he be underestimated going into the Gold Cup? I think so. You know, his first run over three miles, he just didn't perform one day at Leperstown. And the way he hit the line in Kempton, I, I was quite uh, pleased with that. You know, he'd always maybe struggled for pace at the midpoint of the race mm. over two and a half. So the way he got jumping and travelling through the middle of the race in Kempton was very encouraging. And you'd have to think that maybe... Uh, even going two furlongs further could bring out more in him, but who knows? That's you know you're getting into the unknown at that point of the race in a Gold Cup, uh, and the tempo that a Gold Cup will be run at, it really finds them out. But you know we'll be pleased with Kempton and eagerly awaiting Cheltenham. Yeah, do you think he's come forward? I think he's in great shape at home. You know I've sat in him and. He's bouncing. Uh, it's a very competitive Gold Cup. There's there's plenty there. You know, you can give your chances to. You've Galvin, a Plutard, Manella, Indo. Don't forget album photo. You know, he was maybe not at his best when third last year. Previous uh, winner of two Gold Cups. Uh, you know, Protector Rat is a horse Dan Skelton has put away after winning an entry. It's such a competitive race this year, and who knows who will come out on top. But I, I, I like. Uh, I think Tornado Flyer on his format, Kempton, it gives him a solid chance of being in the mix with all of them. Yeah, good stuff, Daddy. Uh, best of luck with that. Manella Kakuner, um, of course, the Nathaniel Lacey at Leperson at the Dublin Racing Festival. You kicked off the festival with uh, a fine front running. Uh, performance with Manella Kakuner, Danny. He, he looks a he looks a fair tool. He does, and was probably gone a little bit under the radar. You know, he he won, beat the first day, then won his maiden hurdle in Navan, and yeah, I think uh, he could be somewhat of a a lively one in the Albert Bartlett. Should he go there? I'd imagine that'll be the plan. 
Willie spoke after Leopardstown of not wanting to come back in trade, but the way he hit the line in the Nathaniel Lacey, uh, you'd have to think the Albert Bartlett could suit him. Um, there's also a 50 grand staff bonus to, if he goes on to, to win in Cheltenham. So all of the, the staff and Willies will be hoping that they can collect that off Nathaniel Lacey. Yeah, and I suppose looking at looking at his strengths, he seemed to jump particularly well at Leverstone. Yeah, he's very fast from A to B, you know, at a hurdle. Um, Albert Bartlett's run on the new course around Cheltenham. There's probably not a whole lot of jumping late in the race, which, you know, it would be more of an asset to him, but the way he, he hit the line in Leperstown, he wasn't stopping. You know, you'd think uh, he'd have a big chance in it. Yeah, um, coming on then, I suppose, a couple of the mayors, Danny. It looks, I suppose, the mayors uh, heard and looks more open maybe this season than I suppose the season's gone by. You've wrote, already wrote a couple of the mayors um, who, who, I suppose, brought there with chances this season. The likes of Heaven Help Us, of course, for Paul Hennessy, who we had on the show earlier in the season. Uh, Stormy Ireland, who you've had a, a good relationship with, um, one at Cheltenham, of course, and Burning Victory as well. I suppose, how do those compare? You've obviously wrote all three. Yeah, you know, the, I suppose while there are three very good mayors, you couldn't get three more polar opposites. You know, Burning Victory, the last day of Punchestown was very good. She got her jumping together and put in the performance that everybody believed she had in her and her previous run to that was very good. Went third behind Lauren Porter and Classical Dream at Leopardstown. In Stormy Ireland, it's a much smaller mare who really wears her heart in her sleeve. But, you know, since uh, finding that spark again in, in the last year, she's gone from strength to strength. She, she had a, a good performance to, to win a grade two at Fairy House, a grade one in Punchestown. She needed to run probably in, in Fairy House the first day of this year and, and back that up with a, a very encouraging win at the Relkeel at Cheltenham. It proved that, you know, Cheltenham is no issue to her and, and travelling won't be an issue. And then they're looking at Heaven Help Us, who also had a good run earlier in the year in the international hurdle over two miles at Cheltenham. That was probably a trip that was a bit short for her, but Paul Hennessy just wanted to keep her sharp and she was just touched off then by Royal Kahala in Leopardstown over her preferred two and a half mile trip, uh, which uh, that form looks very good now with Royal Kahala going on to win the was the Galmai hurdle in mm. Gorn. So, yeah, you know, she's she's tough as well. And she's won a maiden hurdle at Cheltenham, heaven help us, and won the Carl Cup at the festival last year. So she definitely makes it over there. And then obviously cheap pieces have been mentioned. They went back on at Leperson last. And was, was the idea with that more of a, a sharpener for Cheltenham? It was, you know, Paul looked at it and he just didn't want to carry top weight in in the mayor's handicap and you know the international hurdle brought her on to exactly where she, he wanted her for Christmas so he thought you know he, he was looking at the bigger picture of going back for the Cheltenham Festival and the pipe opener behind Honeysuckle and in 
I suppose on handicap rating, she wasn't beaten that far, you know. It was it was a decent run, but she was last of five, but I still think it was a decent enough run for her. Yeah, interesting. We were speaking about the Albert Bartley there. Bartlett, sorry, uh, briefly there a moment ago. You rode Ramelies um, this season, Danny, who, when he was speaking after the race, said, you know, he was, he, he may, may have had a bit more improvement to come in terms of how he turned up for the race physically. Um, he's a horse that obviously went down in a punches town on Monday. Do you think he could be potentially a player for the Bartlett also? He could do. He, he had some solid bumper form last year. He could be an Albert Bartlett type and could even be one for Danny Moore. That I suppose that'll be a decision William make later. Um closer to the races at Cheltenham. He improved nicely from Nace, uh, made a mistake the last that day and got the job nicely done in Punchestown to win his maiden the other day. Mm, and and the nice guy of course was in that race as well. He he's he looks nice also. Yeah. Nice horse, and you know, a bit like Manella Cocooner going to the Dublin Festival, they've done what's asked of them, but the potential is there for so much more. Yeah, and I suppose coming on, then just obviously to, to close Sutton, Danny, um, just to talk about a couple of the, the lively chances then going this year from uh, from Willie's. Obviously, Sir Gerhard uh, and, and Dice Art Dynamo, they've, they've looked mighty impressive, both of those. They have, you know. Dicer Dino's performance in Punchestown was unbelievable. He jumped out, went a serious gallop and picked up and just kept lengthening that day. And Sir Gerhard, he's progressed through the season. His jumping the first day was okay. He had to go faster and do do things a lot slicker in Leperstown the last day and got found out in places in that grade one. But he learned from that again and uh, to me who knows what Willie will do but I, I think Dice Dynamo could be a, a horse for the Supremes or Gerhard possibly mm. go up a little in trip while, it, while he's not slow it might just give him a chance uh, at that kind of 2-5 trip uh, while his jumping is improving run to run yeah interesting and of course one of the the big hopes of the week, Danny, uh, Supreme winner last year. Can, some, something everyone wants to know, can he beat her? Appreciated in the champion hurdle. He definitely could. He's the horse there with all the potential. and He looks in great shape at home. David Casey rides him every day. Um, you, know, he, you watch him going by at the gallop. He's a real monster, to be fair. Yeah. Um, you know, Honeysuckle... <laughs> you look at her and you think it'll be an act of God that beat her but hopefully appreciate it as the one that uh, can give her most to think about because it's uh, it's beginning to look like uh, a black caviar dawn run type of mare honeysuckle and credit to her for what she's achieved yeah and the champion chase one that I'm sure Willie would love to get uh, I suppose on the score sheet this week uh, well at Cheltenham. Um, my favourite horse in training, Danny. Um, I've made no secret. They nerdy me and absolutely love him. Um, and Shaq and Porsois, of course, who um, you know, may not have shown his best at, at the Cheltenham Festival last year. Yeah, you know, that, that champion chase last year was very steadily run. I think a truly run race, which it should be this year, could see Shaqen coming out on top. You know, I, I think he's the one they all have to beat. Well, he's getting a few years older. I think Enerdamine and Siskin 
might have it all to do to beat him, but you know, that race in Ascot was, was fantastic between Enderglean and Shishkin and you know, I think looking at that, it's difficult to see how the form maybe can be reversed. Shishkin's jumping wasn't as sharp as you'd like a two-mile chaser to be, and he still managed to get the head down and go, but Energamine is a proper, proper two-mile chaser as well. So it's looking like one of those races that, that everybody will be looking forward to. Hopefully they all get there in Lockhart. Yeah, um, just quickly on, on that, and you, you mentioned obviously Energamine, a lot of his form has been on soft or heavy ground, uh, and that he did win. A, he did win a point to point on good ground. Do you think is there potential for him, as given the way he races, to actually improve again on, on, on better ground? There could be, yeah, there could be. Um, you know, he's he's a horse that uh, you know he he missed Cheltenham last year. It would have been fantastic to see him in the Arkell against Trishkin last year, but you know he's. In fairness to him, Bar, Bar Ascot, he, he's came through every test so far. Yeah. Um, coming on then, of course, to um, the novice Chase Hope this year at the festival, Galloping the Champ. Uh, he hasn't put a foot wrong, Danny. And I suppose the, the, there's debate on you know which way he will go. Will he stay two and a half miles or go up and trip? What, what way do you see it? I think he'll go two and a half miles. Willie has decided to, well, he said that in, on his press day that he's not going to take on Brave Man's game, but I'm sure that'll change a few times between now and Cheltenham <laughs> as well. Uh, he, he's he's jumping down the back, you know, some electric jumps in Leopardstown the last day, and I think even going to strike quicker, uh, he'll be better again. But while he's been visually very impressive so far, he hasn't been tested at all yet so he hasn't maybe got some of the real strong hard match fitness where Bob Olger you know had to really race in Punchestown the last day to beat Capitano I think and you know, that might have him a little bit sharper but it's going to be an interesting race between the two Yeah and of course a race that, that Willie has a fantastic record in Danny uh, the Arkle Chase um, over the last couple of years, obviously, Willie has been um, done really well in this race. Blue Lord, obviously, St. Sam, Hot and Color. They all clashed at, at Leopardstown. Uh, Hot and Color was was maybe, is, is he maybe the unknown going to the Arkell, the fact that he's, was he come down so early? Yeah, you would have seen him stand up and get into the mix with Blue Lord and Tell. He is a horse with lots of potential, you know, a good run in the Triumph last year. But you know, it's it's maybe a still a still slightly a question mark uh, if he can make that step up, you know, towards the other ones. I, I think they all need to improve to beat the English horse Edward Stone. Mm. He was very good. Like uh, Warwick is a strong test of any novice. Those five fences down the side really find out a horse, and you know that was a very good performance from him. And I think uh, you know while everybody's gonna on about the strong Irish contingent heading over. I think day one could be plenty of it about the English horses. Just on, on we spoke of mayors earlier. The mayor's novice division is one that Willie has a, a good strong hand in. He looks to have Aligori Al- Al- Devassi, of course, Brandy Love, Dino Blue, and you wrote Statuaire when she won the Royal Bond. 
Um, how is she, I suppose, since Leperstown, and is the plan for her to, to, to go to Chelm? Yeah, she's been in good shape since Leperstown. She just missed a little bit of time before that, and you could really draw a line through that run in Leperstown. She looks in, in good shape. I've seen her on the gallops this morning, and, you know, all systems go towards Cheltenham with her. Fire it over to yourself, Danny. Uh, nap of the meeting. Nap of the meeting would have to be Alaho. But I think a horse that's possibly somewhat under the radar is Course Sublime for Henry de Bromhead. I'd like to see him go for the Arkle. He's 25 or 33 there, but he has an entry in the, the Grand Annual as well. He was second to second or third to Fernie Hollow earlier in the year and just disappointed when Henry's horses weren't at their best around Christmas, came back to win his beginners in Gorn and he's one that I'd be keeping my eye on course of line. Good stuff, Danny. Well, look, great speaking to you and uh, see you at Cheltenham and hopefully, hopefully it's a big week for yourself and Klaus Sutton and uh, best of luck in the big races in particular. No matter, thanks a million, buddy. Well, that's Danny Mullins. And more on, on day three in just a second, which, of course, features both the Ryanair chase and the stairs hurdle. It's great that Blogger's with us. He's going to have to go before the end of the programme. So before we start day three, and let's him give you a lead. We're looking for everybody to get, A, subscribe to this uh, podcast, and B, we are having a five-cast competition. There's lots of prizes to be won, and we are going to try and put together a five-cast as well and try and raise a few quid for the injured uh, for the Irish Injured Jockeys Fund. So, a uh, blogger, if I may, just before we talk about the uh, Turners, let's go through your five. So, your five, and they are in uh, day one, the champion hurdle. You are with... Honeysuckle. Day two, the champion chase. You are with... Shishkin. Day three, the stayers. Not the easiest of races to work out. Where Where's your shilling there? Um, I'm going to give Champ the benefit of the doubt and hope John Joe, uh, sorry, Nicky, can master a bit more improvement out of him. I'm going to stick with Champ. Gold Cup. One horse race, a Plutard wins. Nap, nap, nap. And, uh, and you've got a wild card as well, and you can do what you like um, in a handicap. Go go wherever you want. What, what's uh, Right, what's we're going we're gonna to go. We're going to go for good risk at all in the, uh, the Coral Cup. Coral, Coral Cup. Which is on Wednesday. Brilliant. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's Bloggers 5. We've got those. So when you need to leave, let's say now, thank you very much for being part of this very special champ.ie podcast. Cool. And we go to day three then. So let's start with the Turners. Um, and I think we can be fairly brief on this for one very simple reason. Um, trying to work out what does or doesn't run. Davy Boland. Uh, yeah, I just think the Supreme and the Ballymore and then obviously this and the Brown Advisory, it's a lot of repeating ourselves. Um, I, Like I said, I think Alvin Deschamps will come to this race. If he does, I think um, it'll be a fantastic race, a great matchup between himself and Bob Ollinger. I wouldn't say Venetia Williams' horse will even run. I'd say he'll go to Aintree. Um, I don't think he, even if he does run, he'll bother these two, but... Um, yeah, I just think if these two take each other on, it's a great race and um, very exciting. But uh, be galloping the champ for me, Tommy Coyle. It's um, Bob Ollinger for me. Um, I think he's probably one of the best horses in training. 
jumping was a lot better in Punchestown. He was a bit skewered and Goran the first day in his beginners. But as I've said before, them fences down in Goran are like little shit brick houses. I tell you, I got some fright the first day I rode in the beginners down there. Um, but uh, for me, Bob Ollinger, um, what he done last year as a hurdler, and he looked back on the track. Um, I think I think he's just a, I think he is a slight bit better than Galvin de Champs. I do hope Willie's horse comes here because, as you said, it'll be a great race between the two of them. Um, I think if they do, I think there won't be many other runners in the race because they'll frighten a lot of them off. Um, but for me, it's Bob Ollinger. Harry, briefly. Galloping the champs. Jumping is the name of the game. And yeah, if he comes here, let's hope he does come here. And if he does, he'll win. Galloping the champs. And Blogger. Oh. Try again. Apologies. Go on, Steve. Yeah, uh, a fantastic race with the two Irish novice chasers. And, you know, both of them are so exciting. Um, Davey, I'd ask you. Have you can you remember two such exciting novice chasers smiling at the same race at the festival? Um, no, I'm not off the top of my head, Stephen. To be honest, um, like what, what Tommy's saying, like about um, Bob Ollinger, shooting back over hurdles. Um, Bob Ollinger's a better horse. Like I mentioned earlier, what he did last year at the festival was devastating. It was one of the best performances we've ever seen of ours. But as Barry has said, jumping is the name of the game. I'm not so sure about Bob Ollinger's jumping, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it was better in Punchestown than it was in Gorn. They missed four fences down the back because of the sun. He done fuck all jumping that day. And it still wasn't brilliant. You know, they're going to go some gallop in this. And I just think he's going to get cut out. There's, there, there's something there that sits with me that, He's not as good over fence as he is over hurdles. Sure, sure, surely, but, Dave, but the know, matchup is brilliant. We know, we know how Henry schools his horses as well. I'm sure he's been in that ring so many times. Like, um, yeah, I, I know, but you I know do. What? You can be in the ring all he wants. The old proof of the pudding is in the eating because I'm very anxious. I just want to move on because I'm very anxious. No, no, listen, one, one second. <laughs> Don't be anxious, Mike. Like, it, that's like sticking Barry in the swimming pool seven days a week. He's not going to fucking improve being a swimmer. Like, <laughs> like I know it helps. I know it helps some Tommy, but like, could stick you in, lose a few pounds. Gallop, I think he's going to get found out. But listen, the, the most important part is if the two of them line up. We're, we're going to have a, a tremendous race. Yeah, well, it's, it's Team Bob Ollinger here anyway. I can't get the valley ball out of my head. So impressive. I'm very anxious to know what you think, because to me, last year, uh, if I left, uh, somebody asked me on the way out last year, what is the best performance that you'd seen uh, over the four days? I needed half a second to answer with the word Alaho, whose demolition of the Ryanair chase field 12 months ago was nothing short of stunning. Mm. Um, I presume... Steve, very simply, it's the same Alaho turns up, they're playing for second, aren't they? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a one-horse race. I don't care who turns up. Nothing can go with this horse. It'll go straight to the front. It'll lead them a merry dance. And he's a phenomenal two-and-a-half-mile chaser. Uh, this wins by as far as uh, uh, Paul Townend wants him to. Uh, Davey? Yep, Agreed. I don't need to say any more. 100% to it, Stephen. Um, I, I, I He's a very exciting horse. The trip is just ideal for him, and it probably suits him because, the, you know, the other horses run the Champion Chase and the Gold Cup course just go that way. Maybe that's a little bit of a disappointment that he doesn't 
and have more uh, competition, but just enjoy it because uh, he's an exceptional horse. I'm going to say that he beat, I described it last year, so that he beat a series of white flags. It was only a question of what stage all the other runners hoisted the white flag. Barry, agreed? Yeah, but you won't get rich back in Alaho at whatever price he is, four to six or eight to 11. So maybe maybe there could be some value in the without market. Um, and I've no idea who I'm going to play here. I mean, Sham Blue is, 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 is very interesting. He was running a massive race, wasn't he? Before he came down... Um, before he, he, he came down, obviously, behind Fusil Raffles. We haven't seen him since, and, and lots of people were talking about the Ultimar. Would he go down the handicap route? He's a very interesting horse. He's only had seven runs. They rode him arseways at Cheltenham last year. I don't know what Harry Skelton was was thinking coming down the hill. Um, thought he was in a Ferrari. Um, on don't Shandling. get Davy Boland started on. Uh, yeah, but no, I just, but, I just uh, turned uh, off the mute for a reason, Barry. <laughs> I got the running wrong on this, right? No, no, but, no, no, but, 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 but gen- genuinely, all, all joking aside, I think this is a good, this is a grade one horse. I do think he is. And um, it'll just be interesting to see what type of shape he, he, he lines up in here. Uh, I like Janadil, um, shaped like an on stair. Uh, El Dorado Allen is one of my favourites, and, and, and I hope he runs a big one in here. Second behind Shishking. Um, at in the Arkle, of course, last year. Uh, he steps back in trip again. They've, they've decided to go this route. So maybe in the without market, uh, something like an Eldorado Allen or Shan Blue. Haven't decided yet. I'll play closer to the time, but um, Alaho wins. The lads are right. And I was with hey, Dan Scott on Monday. He was talking Harry. about Shan Blue. And uh, I just think imagine Adrian Harry Matt Susan better. Dave, what, what was that? I just saying Barry on about... Uh... Uh, Alaho jumps off him and goes a good gallop. Fuck me, Harry Scout won't know what to do with himself. He'd be sitting on Alaho's <laughs> tail. He, he'd, be, he'd, be, he'd be paralyzing the Guinness tent, he will be. All he's got to do is, uh, is come up to the horses, whispering, um, Paul Talon's here. Don't forget, there's another circuit. Uh, final word on this one, Tommy. Yeah, keep it simple. Alaho goes into all your accumulators. Um, so we have a unanimous wins. verdict on the Ryanair. Um, the stayers. Um, a blogger, you, you you already nominated Champ. Yeah. Um, this is not by any manner of means a straightforward race, is it? Because Classical Dream ran an absolute stinker. Yeah, big time. Last time. But think back to Punchestown last April. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what to say about Classical Dream and the uh, John Mohan Galmoy hurdle. Uh, Willie Mullins could offer no excuses after the race. It was just, quite frankly, a disastrous performance. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like backing horses on the back of a, a poor run. I'm not very forgiving as a punter. Uh, I'd be, be very hard on horses and trainers' form in general. So I wouldn't be with Classical Dream there at all. Uh, Time Hill, we've only seen him twice this year. Obviously, second to champ. I think we've got the beating of him. Can Flooring Porter win his second stayers hurdle? Quite potentially. He's a very game horse, isn't he? He's very tough. Uh, been off the track for 80 days. Not not a fan of horses coming into Cheltenham off to the back of long layoffs. You know, I'd rather they're more battle-hardened. But I, I do think Nicky can get champ right on the day. Um, let's not forget, he beat Milena Endu and he beat Alaho last year. So he, he acts very well around this track. I think he'll be bang there at the finish. But I think the whole race is a bit of a... A bit of a lottery. I think if you run it 10 times, you get 10 different results. And I would add to that, at this stage, I'm looking at the crystal ball. This is one race which, to me, how soft or otherwise the ground is, is going to be a, could yeah. be quite an important factor. Although, remember, of course, it's the new course. It'll be about the, only the second hurdle race that's run on it because they move across on day three. 
Um, Barry, what do you make of this? Yeah, you mentioned softer ground. I'd love to see Sporting John uh, line up in here if it was, you know, well, I'd, I'd like to see him line up here full stop. Um, I think the fact that uh, Sir de Burley, um, I think, does Rob James ride him in the in the pretemps? Maybe, Cup, are they going to run both Sporting John and, um, you know, Sir de Burley both in the pretemps? I'd love if he ran here. Um, and I think he, he could maybe be potential each way value in this here, best price twelve to one each way. Sporting John, um, absolutely loved. He, he absolutely, I think he got away on Aiden Coleman the last time. I actually think he got away on him. I'm not sure he was meant to win. Um, for me, the one to beat in here is last year's winner. Um, I loved his performance last year. I thought it went maybe slightly under the radar in terms of Cheltenham Festival performances last year. If he gets a lead in front, Flooring Porter, I think could be hard to peg back. Uh, but my selection in the race, if he goes. Um, if there's if there's soft in the ground at all, um, which more than likely will be, uh, Sporting John each way at twelve to one, um, he could represent good each way value. But Flooring Porter will be hard to beat because Sardi Belay with Rob James up, he'll claim seven. That leaves Sporting John as top weight if he goes into the into the Potemps as well. Mm. Uh, we haven't even mentioned Paisley Park, have we? I mean, just again, there's so many possibles here. Um, what is your crystal ball telling you, Mr. Coyle? Yeah, I, I, I would definitely give Paisley Park a chance in this. It, it was that was an amazing run the last day, being left behind and Aiden Coleman. But I, 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 the horse has been progressing nicely, slowly, slowly all year, and I think he's kind of coming to the boil. And um, we know Cheltenham and the Stiff Hill will suit him all right, so he, he's definitely a player in this race. I think I can't believe Steam said Champ. I'd say there's more chance you pulling a rabbit out of that point again if you're drinking than Champ winning this kind of race. Um, I couldn't have him. He's the strange one of the strangest horses in training. Even even when he bet Tyne Hill, he turned in. He looked like he was going to win by twenty lengths, and he ended up. He went won by a length hard. He made hard work of it. I thought. Um, then to be beaten by Paisley Park after Paisley Park giving him twenty lengths at the start, um, and Paisley Park going going away well at the end. Um, but I, I do think Florin Porter. Um, that was a bit of a freak, that race at Christmas, because if you watch it back, Classical Dream, as Davey will tell you, he's fly-lept just on anticipation of the flag going. And he's literally, you can't you can't teach horse to do that. And he's literally got a running start on them, basically. Um, I know Danny was very, very animated and tick sort of after it with the starter, the way it went. Um, so he's not going to make that mistake again, and he'll be very positive on the horse from from the outline. Um, for me, he's the horse that they have to beat if he comes back to the form that he was when he won it last year. So uh, he's the one for me to he's the one to win. But I definitely think Paisley Parks each way bet in the race, and Champ will be falling out of the back of the screen. Sorry, Mister Blagger. And finally, the gospel according to Boland. The, the run, what Stephen was saying about Classical Dream, like being hard on horses, and, and I'd be the same opinion. You know, it's hard to forgive them off the back of a hard run, but I'd imagine that's a bit of a bounce factor in terms of he hadn't run since Punchestown, and then he came out quite quick again in the Galmoy, you know, and that's the bad run. That's what I put that down to, why he had such a bad run. Maybe I'm wrong, but I t- like that was a very hard race he had in Leopardstown, and it's his first race since April. You know, and then he comes out quick enough then in testing conditions in Goran Park then. Um I think it's a fascinating race. Um I really like Florin Porter. Um Florin Porter and Classical Dream could set it up for Paisley Park, going a good gallop, he could stay on late on. But if the ground's gonna be soft, the horse that I really like 
at a bigger price is Royal Cahala. I think Peter Fatty will be bold and will skip the mares and come to this race, getting the mares allowance. Um, I think she's a very good horse and she's. She'll come here, Dev. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think I think he will. The the mares race, like obviously, this is a very difficult race. These are very good horses, but that mares race is like it's a it's a very very good race. Um, I think be bold here, you know, and 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 and, and Peter be ballsy that way. Um, I know one of the lads that's in the syndicate, and he said um, after Gorn, after she won that, he, he didn't say that she is coming here, but he says they'd like to be bold and take a chance. If she comes here, I think she has a right chance. I'd agree um, with I, I'd agree with you, Dev. I, I didn't think she was going to come here, and if 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 she turned up in here, she'd definitely enter the calculations, hundred percent. Yeah, but listen, I'd, I'd get, pick one. If she runs, I like her at a bigger price. Um. If you're to put the gun to my head, who wins between the other two? I just side with Florin Porter. But I think it's a very fascinating race. And that is, of course, the big hurdle race on Thursday. That's day three. Handicaps, day Mike. Four. Anything to throw into the mix, handicap wise, for day two or three? Um, I'll throw a couple in very quickly. I threw two in in the in the Ultima, um, and that was on day two. So, um, sorry, on day one. Day two, we skipped over, but Buddy Rich and Sky Pirate. Uh, I think you'll get the winner between the two of those. A Sky Pirate last year's winner. I uh, hope he doesn't do me again this year because I was on, on Antukas. Uh, but Buddy Rich has an ideal profile. Six runs over fences. Um, and look at the form that Dunvegan's uh, Frank, the form there majorly. Uh, winning twice, obviously, and, and running a good race behind Shaq and Persuas at the DRF. So uh, Buddy Rich, uh, mad about him. He is favourite now for the Grand Annual. Uh, big chance, but Sky Pirate. Um, I think if you couple the two of them, you're, you're doing well. Uh, he's about 16 to 1 each way. Um, and then just, I suppose, you mentioned, obviously, the, the, the pretense on day uh, three uh, and, and the plate and the Kim Muir. Um, I don't know if the lads have fancies in, in any of them races. I don't. I'm not big on the handicaps on day three. Blogger? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, just a little shout-out for Alan King's mayor here, the glancing queen, who's got course and distance form. Running off a one-four-one seconds in the home press, beat Max Sada uh, fifth at the festival last year behind Henry's mare. Tell me something, girl. She's an excellent jumper. She travels really well. She likes to give her all. Uh, I think she's a great each-way play at ten to one. I can't see her out the first four, and that is in the plate. The ten past four to two and a half mile handicap chase. Davey. That's mad that you, you asked Stephen ahead of me because that that was the horse, the exact horse I was going to say, the glancing queen. Um, you can't agree with him, you know. There's no there's yeah, no, 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 I'm just saying, out, out, out of all the horses you could pick, we end up picking the same one. I, I really like this horse. Um, I, I weight everything, track the, the race, I think is ideal for, um, of course, coming from the a graduate of Colin Bowes. She won in horse and jockey point to point. Um, Another horse I like in the race who only got a pound off his Irish mark is uh, a wave at the sea, um, who was very impressive in Leopardstown for Shane Fitzgerald the last day. So uh, one of those two at bigger prices. Uh, he, he had a bigger price in the plate as well. And uh, Mr. Cora, finally on day three. Um, just in the pretense, um, Emmett Mullins, as we know, is very shrewd. He had a winner today, so the horse is coming into form. I like winter fog. winner since... Uh, well, about three Watford managers ago. I mean, he hasn't had a winner for ages and ages. Yeah, but he's, he's coming right at the right time. And um, this winter fog, 
was just beaten in a big handicap in Leperstown for him for his first run. So he's got the feel of him now, and I think he'll, he'll have a nice weight in that. So I think Winter Fog will, will definitely be in the mix in the pretense. So that's day three. We've got the Gold Cup to come. Uh, the final part of the Champ.ie Cheltenham Festival preview for 2022. But before that, let's hear from a man who has sampled the ultimate glory at Cheltenham. 2016 was the year. Uh, a young Brian Cooper was on board Don Cossack when he won the Gold Cup. Heading back this year with a number of fancy rides. And of course, total enjoyment won the race for his father, won the bumper for his father. And I think Brian first saw him about a week and a half later because it took them that long to get home to County Kerry. Now he's based as part of the Willie Mullins team. And these, talking to Barry, are his Cheltenham thoughts for 2022. So delighted to be joined on the Chantilly Cheltenham preview by Gold Cup winning jockey Brian Cooper. Brian, it's been a, a good season, 38 winners all in all, and it's that time of the year again. Busy throughout from kind of making back from our break in June, and uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a long coming around again, and uh, we're looking forward to two weeks out, Brian. And of course, cast cast our eyes back to the Cheltenham Festival last season. Obviously, you've built up uh, quite a relationship with Paul Nolan, who went in, of course, at the festival last year, the Pretemps. Uh, Mrs. Milner, of course, uh, winner of the Pretemps. How is she, I suppose, ahead of Cheltenham this year? The, the mayor's hurdle, is that the plan? Yeah, um, everything is going well so far. They, we decided after um, that we put her away and uh, go straight for the mayor's hurdle. She seems to be, I mean, she comes into her own when the, say, when the sun comes into a bit of spring, comes around and uh, the lads are very happy with her. I think with a few schooling sessions to do later this week and early next weekend. Hopefully she get there in one piece. Yeah, and I suppose last year, look, you mentioned obviously the ground. The Mayor's Hurdle is, I suppose, significantly back in trip. Um, I suppose based on... It's back in trip. So do you think that will suit her? Um, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not overly worried. Um, she... She doesn't lack lack of gear or anything, you know. We shop right over three miles, so I'd imagine it's going to be a very strong run race with Stormy Island in it. It will set a her usual uh, in the end gallop, which should play into her favour. And look, she's had a big step up onto Grade One level again. But if we can finish in the first three, she's a valuable enough runner as it is. So that would be great. Obviously, if she can win, it would be even better. Obviously, the connection soft goal was brilliant to win it last year. Um, she she's won four times for for connections, and you, you mentioned I suppose this year, you know, the pace in the race. It looks a, a more open renewal this year. Yeah, definitely. So obviously, Willie has a, a strong hand, maybe not as strong as her years, but I think Stormy Stormy Island sets the a high enough bar. You know, she won a Grade One last year, punches down, and she won well in Cheltenham there back in uh, January. So uh, she sets the bar, and I think. You know, um, looking forward to my mayor, and it's interesting. You know, the Paul's horses seem to whatever it is when they when they send a small but select team over over the last couple of years, they all seem to run above themselves. So if she can do that again this year, Yeah, you mentioned Paul and, and, and his team of horses. The Boodles is a race that I suppose the Irish have 
uh, a particularly good record in, in, in recent years. Um, HMS Seahorse for I suppose, Ann, Ann, the, the Ann Goffey uh, partnership. Um, he, five runs on the flat, got off the market ferry house last time. Do you think he's a chance? Most of his form, I suppose, has been on, you know, softer, heavy uh, condition. Most of his runs this season. Do you think, I suppose, given his 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 flat form, that you know he could improve for for better ground going to Cheltenham? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's going to be massive help to him. Uh, and he's not the biggest horse in the world, and quite surprisingly, how how well he got through the softer ground. So I imagine there's a bit of improvement there, and uh, be nice right to have. Yeah, speaking of the Boodles, of course, Noel Mead has Ben Seagal in there. And I, I just wanted to ask you, obviously, you mentioned the Irish contingent in, in, in the Boodles. And you seem to have a strong hand again this year. You wrote Ben Seagal when he won um, overheard as a punches town. He a nice horse? Yeah, um, I really like two, two, two guys from Noel there back. They're in November. Um, they're both And, and you've been riding for Willie Mullins. Um, hot on Colours, I wanted to ask you about him because um, heading, I suppose, to Cheltenham this year, Willie obviously has a, a couple maybe potentially for the Arkle, but is he one maybe that you're looking forward to sitting on again and there could be a lot more to come? Is, 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 there's a bit of an unknown with him, is there? Uh, he was, yeah, was absolutely sick that he fell in Leopard Sound with Papi He was the one horse I was at. Uh, Really looking forward to ride over, riding over the two days, and uh, I was, I was, I took it as bad as I was as any 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 other horse falling. To be honest, with you know, I was just really looking forward to man. I was just, I, I felt he was going to put up a massive ball show that day, and he's uh, a horse I like. I've ridden him up quite a few times out in Willies, and uh, done a bit of work with him last year. So look, um, we'll see. I, you know, Willie's well as I do now. It'll be last minute decision, but of course. Cheltenham last year, which was first start for Willie? Yeah, um, I 
had ridden in Mork a good bit last year as well, and that just had a, probably an interrupt campaign. You know, he, he didn't get to run before uh, before uh, Cheltenham, so it was a cracking run for really um, for his first start of the year, and uh, he backed up. He ran well, really. I think he, he just. He's a very he looks to chase from the making. He's by a great start to say Saints, and I say he's one that really and Joe Donnelly are very much looking forward to over the next couple of years. Joe Donnelly, you, you mentioned obviously a steering for Lange, bit of a head scratcher, Brian. And of course, he has options at, at, at Cheltenham, which includes the, 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 the stairs hurdle. What way, I suppose, do you see it? Like, what, what, what's his future this season? I don't know. Um, we, we, again, that's. We leave that to the man who's training them. He, he, I'm sure he'll pick the, whichever race he thinks he's going to be most competitive in. You know, he's, uh, he's got a big engine and he's going to land a big pot someday, where, where, wherever that will be. You know, he just needs to get everything together. Um, funny, he actually isn't as much and all everyone goes on about him being a bad jumper. He's actually not bad. To he, he can jump extremely well. He just is inclined to the odd mistake. But when he's good, he's very good, as we saw in Punchestown last year. And uh, wherever he turns up, I'm sure we'll have him in top uh, prime condition and he'll be going there with a fighting chance. I suppose looking back to, at his run, he was obviously well supported at the Dublin Racing Festival, Brian. We, I suppose, were you disappointed the way he finished out his race? No, I wasn't. Uh, he made a very bad mistake at the second last, which the, the front two or three got, got, a, I would kinda, got, got a couple of lengths. It's a tricky fence and uh, it's a very key point in the race because they seem to jump it and the ones in front, you can get away from me a bit of it, a bit if you if you miss it. And I just got a bit flat-footed for about a half a furlong or so, and conflated. And Minalendo got first run of me. But if you watch it back, you know I, I kind of I didn't really get stuck into him as much as I wanted because I said my winning my winning chance is gone, and he ran on quite well. And you know I was only beaten three and a half lengths, I think, by by the Gold Cup winner. Another another. Four tries I was I was gone by Ken by I hit the line very well that day. So he, 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 his run um, I think was a lot better than what it showed and he is getting his, his act together, I think. Yeah, okay. Well, let's look at him. I was looking at the, the, the novice hurdlers then, Brian, this was it you sat on this season. Obviously, Eric Bloodax uh, won the grade two because for yourself and, and Limerick. That was on heavy ground that day. Um the Dublin Racing Festival he didn't seem to jump with the same Level of enthusiasm. No, I was disappointed with him. To be honest, uh, I was very much looking forward to riding in that race. I think I, th- I thought the, the better ground would definitely help him because he actually didn't handle it at all. It well in, uh, in in Limerick, I think his pure ability got him through it. So uh, maybe it's just one of the ones you have to draw a line through. You know, he was. Um, I suppose he, 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 he had an interrupted campaign after being a bumper horse and he was kept on, you know, he was busy enough up to the Dublin Racing Festival. Maybe the run of Limerick just took more out of him than what we expected. You know, it was very heavy ground over 2-6 and maybe left him a bit a bit flat and, and it didn't show that until he got to the races. So uh, I'm inclined to draw a line through it and be interested to see where Joseph goes. I might imagine he'll go for, for the Albert Barters and... You know, he's, uh, he stays very well usually, so if he can get there and draw a line through his last run, I'm sure he'll have a fighting chance. Low mileage and one of the only horses, or if not the only horse, is he to, to beat Fermi Hollow? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, he is um, in his bumper and he's got a, he's got a lot of class and um, I wouldn't, uh, I'm 
Shorty shows up there in the outer part and now he, he, he'll, uh, he'll give a good account of himself. Yeah, Grangie, a horse that I suppose was going well, I suppose, before she came down. You won at her at Fairy House. Um, she, she ran a decent race, of course, at Leprechaun at Christmas behind Mighty Potter. And were you disappointed, I suppose, with, with, with the last run at Fairy House? The, I believe you thought you, you may potentially have had Al Jaguri Devassi covered. I, well, you know, we're still a long way from home, but I, I felt I had plenty left to get to the ones in front of me. I definitely had Paul covered anyway, because he was talking out his left, and I felt I had plenty enough to get to Al Jaguri So, um, what I would have found at the back of the last, I don't know, but I had plenty of horse left at the time. And uh, the misfortune fall because she jumped it, seemed to jump it fine. She just um, she took a stride and knuckled over. We were trapping down to and she just maybe didn't get her landing gear out quick enough. But um, I'm sure she's none the worst first. And uh, I think a strong run two mile around or two and a half mile around Chedlam will be up her alley. And I, I think she'll give a good account of herself if she does go there. Only really obviously has plenty of darts in that race. Um, do you think she's one? I suppose obviously she gets weight now this time from Al Jagori Devassi. Could she be one that's potentially maybe slightly under the radar? Um, sorry, uh, I think she uh, definitely the nicer ground over there hopefully will help her. And uh, she's a she's a list bumper winner. She gave me a, a lovely feel today. She won her maiden hurdle in um, Fairy House. So, uh, She's, uh, she's she jumps well usually as well, so I, I think she'll give a good account for herself, especially she's not getting the penalty for winning now either. So, uh, but he's a tremendous record in the race, he's got plenty of firepower for it. But I'd say she'll give, give a great account for herself, yeah. And we mentioned Mighty Potter there in the farm lines. He came out, uh, you rode him at Fairy House in the Royal Bond. Uh, he goes, yeah. I believe, for the Supreme on, on day one. He looks a proper horse, he is, yeah. Say whatever you see, but this year it won't be till he gets a fence in front of me. Could be the real deal next year. Um, he's got a massive engine. He's, he's quite. He's a very big horse. He's still only a frame. Um, quite similar build to Alcosic, as in just quite tall and leggy and uh, very athletic. But uh, he's got a fair engine now, and that was only his uh, third ever start in that Grade One in in the Royal Bond, and it was a messy race. We didn't go much for Gallop, and he got a bit flat-footed from the back of the third last all the way nearly killed about 100 yards from the last and next thing all of a sudden the penny just dropped him and he got, got into top gear as you saw what he did with Jack and Leperson he looked beaten everywhere he got into trouble at the back of the second last and it was only when he got motoring from the back of the last that he got there so um, I think it was a, probably a wise decision for Gordon to skip the Dublin Racing Festival because he probably had a hard enough race at, uh, at Leperson and uh whether he's good over the last couple of years, I would have fancied him big time, but it's just so competitive that Supreme this year. There's in the top four as who are quite very are very, very smart. And I, I think this we could be talking about him this year, he could be favourite for the Arkle, but whether he just has the experience or is quite good enough over two miles this year to beat beat some of them ones in the Supreme, I'm not sure. But he's gonna give a very good account of himself anyway, I think. Yeah, you just mentioned, just interesting, you mentioned the, the, the Royal Bond, uh, Nalas Hurdle, and you know, they didn't seem to go much of a pace. Um, and, and lots were saying the way you stayed on that day, maybe possibly open trip this season. I suppose, do you see you know, a faster run two miles at Cheltenham 
um, could really suit him, help him settle a little bit better. And, and obviously, he's, he's the strongest there at the end. Yeah, I think um, he's definitely come home very well. And the quicker they go, uh, the better to suit him. So, um, Mike, Mike, you could be seeing one of them ones out. He could be struggling a bit coming down the hill and down to second last. But say when he meets that rising ground, he's come home very well. And uh, I'm very surprised if he's not in the first three or four. Yeah, I mentioned a couple of gardens that you, I suppose, that you've rolled that are obviously um, found, well found some of them in, in the market for some of the handicaps. You mentioned obviously Frontal Assault, the way it came out today. You rolled him this season, uh, Frontal Assault. He's favoured for the Kim Muir. How do you assess his chances? Um, yeah, he, he's kind of just behind enough mark now, I thought. Mm. Um, it's up around 145, is he? I feel he got. 43 or something which I saw today um, high enough from now but he ran well um, he's been competitive been knocking on the door without winning um, I think he's improved for a bit of nicer ground and I'm sure Gordon has a plan for him anyway so uh, I think he's improved plenty from his run the last day as well Yeah Buddy Rich is one that's you wrote him to victory you wrote him on his first two chase starts uh, Brian and he's had six runs now over fences we haven't seen him for quite a while we actually saw him you wrote, obviously, Dunvegan at Fairy House. He finished behind them that day. Um, he's had a good break. Is, is he a horse that, I suppose, goes there with a live chance to the Grand Annual? Um, yeah. Um, I see he's 28 again, but um, I think if he does go there, he's got, he's got plenty. Uh, for, or, you know, his, his form is quite strong, so um, definitely won't be far away. Or it's, yeah, Brian. And finally, look, it's we've gone through plenty there. It's exciting time. We could go on for another half an hour if we wanted, but um, you've pancakes, Steve. It is pancake Tuesday. <laughs> um, um, taking away Brian Cooper nap of the festival. I think a horse called Horse Pete, the mayor and the mayor's novice, she won well in Clomel. They were upon town and back a couple of weeks ago. She won impressive, and I think she's, she, she could be a dark one for the mayor's novice. Brian Cooper, pleasure. Enjoy the pancakes, and uh, we hope you have a, a good festival. So thanks to Brian Cooper and also before that to Danny Mullins for their thoughts, and I'm sure we'll hear from them in the winner's enclosure as the week goes on, as the Irish... Uh, go for another 23-5 triumph and uh, I wait to see whether Paddy Powers will actually close the Presbury Cup market before the first race this year. Um, the final day, all about the Gold Cup. We'll get there in a moment. Um, but first to the JCB triumph. And uh, I was listening to a song driving home called Follow Me, I'm the Pied Piper. Um, are we all going to follow the Pied Piper? Because that performance at Cheltenham at the last meeting was pretty special. Um, Steve, blogger. Yeah, it's a triumph hurdle. And um, I've been humming and ahhing about, you know, committing to one horse. And I don't really want to commit at this stage because I think we're what? We're still around 13 days away from the triumph. And until we see the official going, that's really going to indicate my bet. But I was so impressed with Pied Piper, a son of New Approach. And if you follow your flat racing, you know New Approach is a stallion. His horses improve year on year. and You could even say they're at their peak at five. He's a really late maturing stallion. Um, 
this horse looks so athletic, but it's the way Vorban beat him. And just going back to the conversation with Davey there, a classical dream, I'm very unforgiving as a punter. I don't really give horses second chances. You can um and ah and you can make excuses for them and trainers can waffle on and go on and on about this wasn't right. When those horses line up at the Dublin Racing Festival and the money's on them, they're right. End of story. And Vorban took care of him. So there's no reason why Vorban shouldn't take care of him again unless he doesn't handle the Cheltenham undulations. Um, I think it's a pure two-horse race. I'm done with Phil Dorr. I think Porticello needs heavy ground. Mike Salute's been impressive, but what's he beat on the English scene? The hurdlers over here have been pretty useless. Um, if you pushed me between Borban and Pied Piper, I'd probably marginally just have to stick with Willies here and go with Borban. Barry, agree or disagree? <clears throat> um, Pied Piper... Sorry, a bit of feedback. Just going to cut out. Here we go. Um, yeah, Pipe... Um, let's start again. Pipe Piper... Um, it, that was a that was a mighty performance, wasn't it? Uh, we we spoke about him on the on the Thursday Thursday podcast before he went and done what he did. Davy, you were mad about him uh, at Cheltenham. Um, I I don't see how Vauban reverses the form with him. Um, and and what I like about Pipe Piper is you know you're going to get a, a strong pace on here. Always isn't the triumph. Um, I love how relaxed he was. Um, right throughout the race, he was just so non-complicated out the back. Uh, Davy Russell. Um, it was just ice cold, and I can see the exact same thing happening again. Him arriving there on the absolute snaff, coming to the last. Um, I do agree with, with the, I do like Porticello, uh, but I I just worry about the ground, um, all his form, and and just he's a big, big scopey horse. I reckon he's going to, um, you know, be be a cracking chaser by Shalakov, um, and he could be he could be next year's horse. And I, you know, put him up on the road to Cheltenham Challenge as a as a triumph bet, but. At this stage, I would be siding with uh, Pied Piper. Um, given what you said before, Davey, I think I know what the answer is going to be. Away you go. <laughs> yeah, the the Thursday before he ran in Cheltenham, uh, Barry asked me for one horse for the weekend, and I said this lad, um, I'm close to some of the connections with the horse. So um, the. It was a devastating performance, I suppose. Then, uh, for someone who's a Bond fan, could could argue that what did he beat? Um, probably bet absolutely nothing, really. Um, if you go on ratings, if they were to run in Ireland, probably only rated 110, 115. But all he can do is beat what's there in front of him, and by God, he did that. Uh, jumps, travels like that day in Punchestown when when they took each other on in the maiden. Um, all the talk on the day was Willies can't get beaten. Willies cannot get beaten. He's an airplane. He's going to win. And Pied Piper's connections for, you know, we know we have a lovely horse, but he, whatever he does today, he's going to improve a lot. Um, he hadn't done a huge amount of work at home and he beat him. Um, both have obviously improved because we've seen Vaughan in uh, Leopardstown. It was a very good performance. I'd agree with Stephen about, you know, how does Phil Dore come back? Um, I know there's some people hanging on to the, you know, the track and he stays well and that one might suit, but wouldn't really be for me. Um, he is a very exciting horse next year when he, when he goes chasing. Um, but yeah, for me, Pied Piper, I think um, he's an exceptionally good horse and, and it's a very, very good race. I don't think any of the English horses are even worth mentioning. Um, anything to add, uh, Mr. Corliss? We uh, see the sound 
Uh, you're on the move. It's that bottle you've been drinking secretly all evening. No, no. Uh, any uh, anything to add? Yeah, no, I I I'd be Pipe Piper as well. I actually genuinely think Phil Dorm would go for the Boodles and be top weight in it because same owners. I can see them. I actually, I don't see him win this race. If he's going to win a race at the Cheltenham Festival, it'd probably be on top weight in the Boodles for me. Um, Pipe Piper, what I like, he's done it very easy, but what I like, he's gone over. He's seen the track. He acts on the track. Um, he's been there. He knows, goes over travels. He knows in the stables. He knows what the crack is. Um, Vauban as well. Although he's very impressive in Leopardstown, it was very interesting that Willie reached for the tongue tie first time. So there's obviously some little, some little thing there that when he got beaten the first time, that'll be at the back of my mind. Um, good race, but I, I I'm gonna stick with Gordon's horse. Um, very impressive the last day, and um, I do I do think course form is going to be massive for him. Um, so I'll stick with him. Okay, before we go to the Gold Cup, let's talk about the Albert Bartlett. Um... Davey, this looks to me like the Gordon Elliott show. Does it to you? I hope so. I hope it's Manella Cooner because uh, I have him back from quite a while ago at quite a big price for this race. Um, he probably didn't meet, beat much in the day when he won in Punchestown, but I just liked he seemed like a, a tough, hardened horse who's had, who has a few runs under his belt that day that this is the sort of race that was going to suit him probably was it doesn't happen often but probably wasn't given the greatest ride from jack um in leopardstown i i wouldn't say just jack i'd say the others as well they kind of let danny have a bit of a freebie on front and um, was a very good performance and you could see this horse was staying on late on that's two mile five in leopardstown this is three mile um the stiffer finish up the straight and the extra couple of furlongs as well three furlongs I think is going to uh, play into Manella Cooner's hands. And um, Stephen might tell us a little bit more about Hillcrest. Um, but no, I, I, I really like Manella Cooner. And as I've said to Barry, said mentioned this to him uh, over a couple of months ago. Uh, it's a horse I'm very sweet on in this race. Let me bring the vlogger in. On I mean, Hillcrest is a monster of a horse. Um, Henry was at the White Lodge Cheltenham earlier in the week. Uh, and at this stage, this horse is not a definite starter by any manner or means. Yeah, um, he reminds me a little bit of uh, Monsignor. Do you remember him? Trained by Jenny, trained by Mark Pittman, wasn't he, for Markham Denmark? An absolute tank of a horse who won the Ballymore. Uh, I think he passed away at seven or eight, unfortunately. Uh, this Hillcrest is a giant. He's absolutely enormous. Um, I I'm amazed he won a Monsignor, actually, he, he, he bet a horse there. Uh, but I ended up winning five on him. He bet a horse called No Discount of Charlie Swans. He was second. Yeah. I, I, ended up winning, I ended up winning five point of points on him. He was some horse. Oh, wow. Well. No, so what do you yeah, mean? Did you win oh, yeah, five points on him? Huh? <laughs> I don't remember you winning on him at Leopardstown. No, I was only fourth on him at Leopardstown. Vlogger. Again, a little bit confused at this stage with who's actually going to line up if, if rain is going to hit Cheltenham. Um, Henry Daly's had a few good horses in his time, and I, I just get the feeling that this Hillcrest is a remorseless galloper. I, I think he's got a lot of speed as well, the fact he won a bumper. And I was surprised that he was able to beat RJ at Aintree, uh, Dan Skelton's novice, who's gone on to win two by 15 lengths apiece. Look, he beat Iron Maximus. He's got course and distance form. He can win on good to soft. He can win on heavy. I think this is a really good horse, and I think whoever wins the race... 
Hillcrest is going to be back now. I, I think he's a really good animal, this, and I think he's being underestimated at six to one in the market. I think he can win. Barry? Yeah, I can't, I, I, I 100% agree with, 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 with Steve there. I, I think, I can't remember the last time I was more excited for an Albert Bartlett. This is a quality race. Uh, Hill, Hillcrest, he's just been crying out for the step up and trip. And there was one horse, I can't remember the name, was it, was it, was it High Stakes? Went to go with him for, for, I think he, he lasted, he lasted with him for a third of the race yeah. um, at, at, at Doncaster. He ended up out the back of the television. Um, he made mince meat at him. Uh, it's a, it's a step up again, but, um, you know, St- Stephen mentioned I am Maximus um, at the top of the show for, for the, for the Ballymore. Um, he fairly disposed, it was hands and heels over two and a half miles at Cheltenham in the Ballymore trial uh, when Hillcrest bet, bet I am, I'm Maximus. So to do what he did there, um, you know, this horse is going to be some chaser. He is a beast. He's going to be very, very hard to beat in here. Uh, it's a quality renewal. Like you look, D- Davies mentioned Manila Crooner was staying on well at the, the Dublin Racing Festival. Um, Davy, when, when you see a horse like Hollow Games in around fourteen to one, um, it goes to show you the strength of the, of, of the race. Um, you know, the, the one I do like um, is the nice guy. Um, not your typical Albert Bartlett horse. As I said, I don't think it is your typical Albert Bartlett. Full stop. This this horse um, has ran, you know. To, uh, couple of runs in bumpers and switched to hurdles mid-season. Um, it was over two and a half miles when he won his hurdle race at Nace. Ramilies, um has come out and backed up the form since. Um, he was finished third that day behind the nice guy. But what struck me with the nice guy is how well he settled um, in the race and how well he jumped for his first start. And fascinated to see Willie um, send him straight to the Albert Bartlett after just one run. Uh, over hurdles and two runs in a bumper. That's a very on Mullins like thing to do. I think this horse is a very good horse. And um, look again at the. Pro- I think Hillcrest will be hard to beat. He's well found enough in the market. Um, but nice guy for me. I've backed him at bigger prices. I think you can still get ten or twelve to one on him. Um, I would. I, I would fancy him to run a very big race in the Albert Bartlett. The nice guy, just named after my good self. <laughs> no, I was going to suggest he was actually named after this next voice. That my cue, yeah. That's you, Mr. Um, yeah, no, look, I, I, I think Davies on something here. I think if Jack had another go at that Leprestown race, you probably would have got a different result. Um, he's the one to beat. Um, Journey with me has form. He's beaten him as well, so he's not going to be far away from the Bromhead team, who seem to have come back into a bit of form lately as well. And um, just one a bit further down. Um, Probably a bit of a hope, but that um, Lawler's race, um, Willie's horse. What do you, what do we want? He was actually favourite that day. Um, definitely something I missed that day because he didn't run up to expectations. He had beaten Ginto first time out in the bumper, so we know he's closely matched with him. Although I do think the step up and trip is going to help him. So he he's a bit of a player for me at more of an each way price. Um, for as we know, the Mulroyans like to target. Cheltenham as well for races and they do have a lot more horses now with Willie as well so he could be interesting if a bit of money comes for him but I do think um, the step up and trip and Jack isn't going to be asleep as as much maybe as the last time in Leperstown so Manella Crooner for the win and uh, Willie's other horse if he runs in this what do you want and the each way market so that brings us ladies and gentlemen to the champ.ie preview of the Boodles Cheltenham Gold Cup. The race on the Friday, the final day, three miles and a quarter, 22 fences. Um, 
have you was your mind set um blogger by the events at Haydock in November? Uh, yeah, abolition Plutar in the Betfair. Has yeah, absolutely. Game over ever since for you. It, it was indeed. I mean, to do what he'd done in the Betfair chase was just incredible. The way he jumped around and Henry's normally improved for their first run, so for him to beat Royal Pagai in that manner was pretty outstanding. And he's only eight years old, and you, you know. Who wins a race at the Cheltenham Festival by 17 lengths? From the moment he won that handicap, we knew we were dealing with something pretty special. Um, I still can't believe he got beat at Christmas time in the Savills. I'd done my absolute bollocks that day. I didn't eat for two days afterwards. I was so sick. Um, I'm you a huge fan to. of Rachel Blackmore, but I think if she had the chance to ride that race again, I think she would ride it slightly differently. Um, I'm still lost for words at how he got beat in that, but... Henry's had a funny se season. You know, I, I, I often tweet about trainer stats on Twitter. Um, as a punter, I think what trainers are doing on a weekly basis is so important, especially for the big yards, the Paul Nichols, the Hendersons, the Mullins, the, the Bromheads, the Elliots. And Henry was operating there at a 6% strike rate for almost seven weeks, which, you know, is pretty, it's, it's not good. Um, so I, I'm really willing to forgive that run at Christmas. And the fact he's still four to one to me, he could be a two to one shot if he came in here on the back of romping that. So I'm going to double my stakes down and I'm going to have an, an even bigger bet on a Plutar to win the Gold Cup. Ah, so there is, well, at least you've nailed his colours, his trousers and his money to the mask, good and proper with that. Absolutely. Uh, David Boland. <sighs> It's a tough one. Um, I've changed my mind a couple of times. I've been an absolute tired fan for a long time and, and, and even more so after Haydock. Um, I'm not so sure if I lost as much as Stephen, but fuck, I tell you, I lost a lot of money um, at Leopardstown. I was sick. I was. I couldn't see him getting bet. Um, I text a couple of lads um, before declarations are done. I said, lads, your man's 11 to 10. I said, you may as well go balls deep on this lad because he won't be when they declare. And then they declare, then he was 8 to 11. Anyway. Um, I, suppose, I wouldn't say people are writing him off, but Russell, Russell probably gave the horse exceptional rides in Leopardstown to win. Um, I'm not saying he wasn't the best horse on the day, but he, fuck, Russell was unbelievable on him. Um, so and the extra two and a half furlongs will suit Galvin. He'll be there. Uh, Russell the way he rides him as well. Um, he can serve a lot of energy and he'll come late and he'll definitely be there thereabouts. Um, Manella Indo, like he won it last year. I suppose he did step up from the, he left the Kempton run behind, which he needed to. You can he, I I've no problem putting a line through that. You know that was a bit mad. The tactics of going so hard out in front but look he obviously wasn't himself then um he did run better uh the last day but still he was beaten a long way by from by conflated wasn't he but um i'm gonna stick with absolute hard um his run last year was unbelievable in the race uh the bet fair was devastating and and as well like the last day wasn't bad i know we were disappointed he got beaten but he was just outstayed slightly a bit, maybe a little bit better ride by Davy. But um, I think um, people need to give Galvin a little bit more credit. Two and a half furlongs will help him. Um, I think these two will fight it out like they did in Leopardstown. Let's remember, of course, Galvin's one over three, six 
So Cheltenham Hill, a.k.a. Heartbreak Hotel, won't cause him a problem. Speaking of heartbreak, Mr. Doyle. <laughs> yeah. How how can anyone... Look, I, I know he's the Gold Cup winner, and I, I don't want to be disrespectful or anything, but how could anyone put hard-earned cash on Manila Endo to win the Gold Cup? In all fairness. And, and you know, I, I'm 100% with Steve here. I think at Plutard... Um, as soon as he got beat, I don't think it was the real running. I, sorry, I don't think it was his real. I don't think it was the real Aplutard showed up at the Dublin Racing Festival. And the first thing after the race was, was finished, he ran well. Henry sources weren't running well. First thing I thought was great. We're going to get a better price on Aplutard for the Gold Cup. He's the best horse in the race, um, in my view. Protector at uh, couldn't. He'll be lapped. In, in the Gold Cup. Uh, Ab, sorry, Al, album photo, I don't know, the vibes are, are quite negative. Conflated doesn't go here. Um, and you come down the list, and, and again, I, I like throwing one in at a bigger price. Um, Tornado Flyer is one that's overpriced for me. Um, he's the King George winner, and, and everyone seems to think it was a fluke. They went a fair pace that day. Um, and I, has he only had three runs at, at three miles? Sorry, it'll be his third run from at, at three miles or... or, or, or three miles plus in the Gold Cup. Um, he's a horse that could be, I suppose, quite unexposed. He is a nine-year-old, uh, but he's he's quite lightly raced for a nine-year-old, 12 runs and, and three runs from three miles upwards. So um, this will be his third run. Um, so he's interesting, I think, at a bigger sort of a price. Um, he is a double-figure price, and I can't remember the last King George winner um, that was such a price going into a um, a Gold Cup like this. But um, the one for me to be with is at Plutard. Um, and the one to follow him home, Tornado Flyer, in the Gold Cup. If he gets the trip, I think it's the key thing. It's uh, wanting to win a King George ever, a flat three miles around Kempton. Um, TC? Yeah, um, I, I see where the boys come from. I, I, I really do like Galvin. I know it was a mass class by Davey, but I do think the extra, the extra couple of furlongs is going to be massive for this horse. And I do think... If the ground did end up a bit soft by Friday, it'll even suit him a bit better because, as you've said, he's won over further. He's come up that hill. Um, he's he's been very he's been a revelation there in the last kind of eighteen months as well. Um, so Gordon Gordon could have a good day here. Um, look, I I know Barry's saying people can't put their money on him, but I took a lot of positive uh, Manella end out the last day. And look, it's the trip. It's the trip as well. All he does that horse is stay and stay and stay. And he, that's how he won it last year. He outstayed Aplutard up the hill last year as well. Would you be um, would you would you be confident he'll run his race in the Gold Cup this year? Would you would you put But you have to realise Henry as as we've we've said plenty of times, Henry's horses haven't been bad and he, he's banged in a few winners last weekend. It's the first double he had in a long time. So the horses obviously are coming back. Look, he's it's, a, it's the Olympics, he's going to, if there was a little problem, he's going to definitely had that ironed out in the last two months. Um, he's, it's Henry Bramham, he's no ordinary eager. They have, they know, they know the time of day. Um, so look, I, I, I do, I give him, I forgive him that Kempton, uh, it was crazy, even Rachel put her hand up and said that was the most stupid ride she ever probably given a horse. Um, but I do, he, he's going to be there, thereabouts. And I, album photo as well, he has Jeez, been Tom, over. you have to mention every horse in the race. <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit like listening to you then, isn't it? <laughs> You'll be mentioning Chantry House in a minute. No, no, I won't. So, I won't come on, let, let me tie you down. What wins, Tom? Um uh, Galvin. Galvin for me. Right, yeah. okay. Just, we yeah, move to the rest of the thing about day four, uh, four is of course you've got three. 
big handicaps to get your head round. Um, so there's a chance to lock horns with the bookmakers uh, in some style, uh, including the Martin Pipe and the County. So what's caught anybody's eye? Damien Bowling, do you want to first go here? Yeah, just, I got, I got uh, the wrong last time. That's all right. Just very quickly, I like um, I like uh, chemical energy in the boys' race in the conditional in the Martin Pipe um, for Andy and Gemma Brown for Gordon um, and a horse I like an awful lot. Um, I might be seen as having a little bit of a biased opinion, but if, I don't know. It's not all about what people deserve in life, but if anyone deserves a Cheltenham Festival winner, it's Barry O'Neill. Um, five-time champion, point-to-point rider, just touched off on Discorama a couple of years ago. Um, and I think he could get a winner this year. Uh, winged leader, Bill Away is favourite for Willie Mullins and Patrick, who was impressive the last day in Nace. But um, winged leader, trained by a very shrewd and very clever man in David Christie. Um, He's a horse that takes quite a lot of riding. He's not simple. Barry knows him inside out. I think this race is going to be ideal for him. They go right, go gallop in it, even over that extended trip. But um, Barry will be able to be patient on him and um, take his time on him and get him into a rhythm and get him jumping. He beat uh, Bill away on his last run. Now, I know there was, uh, Willie did say after the race that Bill away needed the run, but still, uh, I... I like winged leader. I think he's a very good bet in this race. Look at his form. It's like he mightn't have beaten much in his point to points or in the hunter's chases that he's won bar the last day when he did beat Bill away and beat him quite impressively. Um, I, I think he's a big price for the horse that he is. If he was in another yard and that's absolutely no disrespect to David. Um, if he's coming from one of the big yards, uh, he's going to be an awful lot shorter. So he's won for me on, on the last day. Harry Doyle. Adamantly chosen in the Martin Pipe. Uh, comes in here off the same written as Gallop in the Champ last year, one four two. He's had three runs over hurdles. Um and I I like his form. You know, Gringo de Brel. Um I think he's off a, a good rating himself. Might may go in the county hurdle. I don't know as uh, can Davy confirm that. Um Ebisari, uh, another horse who um who is going to be a lively player, I think, in in the Boodles. He was shouldering a lot of weight that day um, on, on, on bottomless ground at, at Cork. So, um, But he, he's come out, I suppose, on last start and absolutely ramped up at Turles. Um, he's a very interesting player and has a nice blend between speed and stamina. Uh, adamantly chosen 10 to 1 uh, each way for the uh, Martin Pipe. Very interested. He's entered in the county as well, but I, I just... I, the way he, he looks to me to have the right profile for an American pipe. So very interested in him. I'm going to save uh, the, the, the legendary blogger till last on this. Tom Coyle. Yeah, um, one in each. Um, magic tricks in the county hurdle. I've, I've followed the horse. I've put him up so many times and he's hit the crossbar. Um, I do hope Shane Fitz gets on him again to take five off him. Um, he was done by Davy Russell the last time as well on Call Me Lyrene. Davy Russell, that I think that was the same day as Gavin. I think Davy Russell would have won on one of Davy Bowler on Shetland Ponies at the back that day if he was riding him. Um, he done us again. Yeah, you could have ridden him to victory. <laughs> he done us again, but I think if uh, Shane Fitz gets on him and takes the five off him, he's battle hardened and good graded hurdles, uh, good graded handicap hurdles. So he's definitely going to be there. 
and the one horse that I picked out, and I I done one show with Barry for the Road to Cheltenham, and it's Banbridge and the boys race. But yet again, Shane Fitz, um, rides for Joseph O'Brien. Um, he done well. He beat um the horse that I put up from Mick Halford's Ardlaw in Navan in a in a good novice. Um, he's in this race. He's sixteen to one. There's been nibbles and money on him. He was a good bumper horse. Um, I do think. I do think Shane Fitzgerald is probably one of the best conditional riders, definitely in Ireland, and he wouldn't have a whole lot to look at over in England at the minute. Sorry, blogger, but they're not up to much of a standard. So I think if Shane Fitz is on him in the, in the boys' race, um, he, he'll take a lot of beating. He, he's a good horse. I'm just going to throw one in here. I'd love to know what Uncle Willie's up to with five o'clock, a horse that's in the Martin Pipe race that he's farmed, won the Michael Purcell a couple of years ago. And I think we've only seen him once. He finished uh, seventh in the uh, pipe of 2020 and not been seen since. Um, do I smell something? Anyway, uh, by way of a plot. Anyway, uh, blogger, it's a real joy and pleasure having you here. I do like your shirt. I hope very much you still have it. My Martin Pipe, conditional jockeys, uh, race time uh, on Friday week. Um, what about these final day handicaps? Yeah, I've just got one quick one for you. Then I'm going to jump in a cab from here to Camden and go and see Brendan Powell. So uh, short and sweet for me. Uh, Broomfield Berg for Nicky Henderson and Jay McManus in the county hurdle. He beat a horse called Lively Citizen, who's come out and won since. He beat Black Poppy, who's come out and won since. Black Poppy runs at Newbury this Saturday in a six-runner race off a 10-stone two. If that's three to one, that's a bet, by the way. But I think if Nico can bury this hard puller at 16 to 1, he'll be bang there at the finish. It's been a pleasure. Great to see you all. Barry, I'm not too sure about your selections this festival, but I look forward to seeing you all over there and sharing the black stuff with all of you. And in the same to you, uh, Brennan Powell, one of the good guys. Hope you have a good night with him. Indeed. Take care, And we thank him very much for being part of this champ.ie Cheltenham preview of 2022. Lads, we're not quite done because we need to hopefully try and raise a few quid as well. Um, first, let me remind everybody, please, A, subscribe to this wonderful, unique, unrepeatable production. Champ.a, you know what to do to subscribe. And secondly, uh, do please enter because we've got some very special uh, thanks to Davey and uh, also to Ronan Groom. Who's I, I was trying to work out where Ronan might be tonight. And I just wonder whether it was the fourth of the month and he was a little bit worried about the fact that he hadn't taken the missus out. And, uh, and I thought, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go there. Um, or whether he's actually really is uh, trying to get that clairvoyance monthly job. Um, we need to give you the thoughts of these four, four eminent people. Well, three of them are eminent. And that is the five cast. And what we've done is we've picked the feature race each day and then added a complete wild card. In other words, you can help yourself to what else you want. So I'm going to go round to the three lads and I'll throw mine in as well. And we'll do it race by race. So let us start with Tuesday's feature, the Unibet Champion Hurdle. Barry Doyle. Appreciate it. Tommy. Honeysuckle. Davey. Honeysuckle. I'm Honeysuckle as well. On to Wednesday, and the Betway Queen Mother, a terrific horse race in prospect. 
Barry, you've got your hands together in prayer. You are with. If he goes and urge me, and if he doesn't, if he doesn't, Shishkin. Tommy. Shishkin. Davey. Shishkin. Me, Shishkin. This is getting a bit repetitive, isn't it? <laughs> I suspect that this one will tear us apart a bit. The Paddy Parastayers on Thursday. Barry. Flooring Porter. Tommy. I've changed my mind. I'm just worried about Gavin Cromwell's form. I'm, I'm actually going to seek Paisley Parkin. Davey. If Peter Fatty goes this route with Royal Kahala, I'm going Royal Kahala. If not, Florent Porter. And I'm going to think this might... I, you can prove that I am completely mad because I think this might be one grade one that stays at home. Put me down for Tyne Hill. <laughs> yeah, the lunatics have taken over the asylum. Gold Cup, Barry. Aplutard. Tommy. Galvin. Davy. Aplutard. And I'm Galvin. So that's a score draw. And at the freedom of the parish hit here. Help yourself to what you fancy. Um, Barry Doyle. Buddy Rich, Grand Annual. Tommy Coyle. Hey, good day for the Bartlett's on Friday. Banbridge and the Martin Pipe. Davy. For this selection, I picked an 80 to 1 winner last year in Jeff Kidder. So, um, <laughs> shop, shop, shop around well because there is a huge difference in price with some bookmakers. Joy Machine each way in the bumper, 40 to 1. Oh, Davy Boland, take it away. And I am going to go uh, unoriginal, but it was the most blatant case of non-staying I've seen in a very long time in a group race last time. Drops into a handicap. I will chance McFabulous in the Coral Cup. I hope this has been a McFabulous programme for the last Mike one, 38 minutes Can I just... 20 seconds. But you want to have a, a... There's a fight, as always, on these occasions for the last just... word. Let's start with you, Davey. I'll just say a couple of things, if you don't mind, before we go. Um, I think Miss Milner, we didn't cover the race. I think Miss Milner has a huge chance in the mayor's race. As I mentioned, it's obviously a hugely uh, competitive race. Um, she bolted up in the Pretemps last year. She bolted up again in Limerick. And then she went to Newbury, and she probably ran a little bit below par. Um, but... James Nolan would take maybe a small little bit of um, of blame for that, saying that she'd done a, a piece of work with the um, since then ill-fated horse uh, latest exhibition that was just unbelievable piece of work and probably bottomed her a small bit. Um, she loves travelling. Uh, she's brave. She stays. Uh, you can't beat having the course form. I really fancy her in the mare's race. And Another horse that I'm very interested in seeing is which race she goes to is Echo and Rain. Echoes and Rain. Uh, she's on the English handicapper's only given her one pound more, Mike, which is now I know that brings her to 150, right? But he can never beat um grade one form in handicaps. I think she's very exciting, whatever race Willie runs her in. So please put your five casts in. And remember they've got to be the four feature races as as the panelists have done. And then you've got a completely free shot at anything else you want. 
There'll be a nice prize courtesy of champ.a. Big thanks to David Boland. Good to see you back on the program, David. And hope very much that I will see you at uh, Cheltenham because it seems far too long since we did. One day we'll get the coil to Cheltenham. <laughs> One day. Is that a promise or a threat? That's a promise. Um, and I'm not, uh, it's about the same with the mother in law here. But luckily, uh, are I, you? Just keep, I just keep telling her that I'm going to see a few priests. And of course, and there is. Only one Barry Doyle. You're not done yet, Davey. I was just going to say, um, last time I did see you was in Cheltenham, um, and I'll see you there. I'm there for the week. Barry, are you allowed to go to Cheltenham? Or... Uh, yeah. Or... yeah, I'll be there on the Tuesday and the Wednesday. And I'll be in Bristol on Paddy's Day, and I will be in Uncle Tom's cabin on the Friday. Well, all one could say is that his new wife's oh, yeah. thumb has gone in for repair. On which yeah. note, thanks very much for watching this. You've had an hour and 45 minutes of tips and a special thanks to uh, the the blogger for joining us as well. Uh, we'll be back when we're back. And if we're not back, it's probably because somebody's on their way to the Costa Fortuna, having taken those darling bookmakers that we love to the cleaners. From all of us, thanks for watching. Bye-bye. It's an argument opening up a clear advantage in the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. An argument by a...